And welcome to the boys of the Golden Throne. Yes, musical Teo's back. Actually, what All I've right. been singing lately is, I can be your father figure, put your tiny hand in mine. Uh, <laughs> You've been singing that to your girls? No, to and like other men. They just roll their eyes and be like, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. But uh, welcome to the boys. As you're of the trying Golden to teach them 30k. Yeah, <laughs> I can be your father figure. You just gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. Uh, okay, now we're getting too musical. Oh yeah, sorry guys, I got George Michael on vinyl, and it's just been nonstop all day, every day. It's been nonstop, careless whisper. Oh yeah. That's, uh, my song. that's like of all the songs that you guys reference. That's like my my like. Yeah, I'm never soul. gonna dance again. Guilty yeah. feet. Of... So okay, wait. Let's just go to the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we'll, uh, we'll, go, we'll just start talking about vi- '80s vinyl, and <laughs> suddenly you know it'll be an hour later and be like, oh yeah, we were supposed to talk about 30k. <laughs> <laughs> the boys of the gold throw to turn into a vinyl <laughs> vinyl podcast. Um, Final review podcast. Oh. Yeah, Bachi T Vinyl Cafe. I like it. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> extra pretentious. Um, so, three K players. God, well, it's a gentleman's game. Vinyl is a gentleman's music. I don't think any of us here are gentlemen, but <laughs> thank you for assuming that. All right. <laughs> Okay, so we've got what are, what are we doing this episode? So we've got me and AJ's hobby love. Uh, and who are John, you? You're Teo. I'm Teo, of course. The breeze. The breeze. All right. I'm what was, got, what was that? What was that? I was the brown time. bear, or I was the black bear. John's the brown bear, yep. and you're the otter. No, Kodiak. He's Kodiak. the Kodiak. <laughs> and I, I, think a, I think a brown bear is a Kodiak. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, well, shut up. <laughs> you don't have to, Either way, you're you the otter. To make me seem like an idiot. Either way, yes. <laughs> Fucking Canadian. <laughs> I just like. As we're as we're galloping across, you know, open fields in the mountains, I'm just like up there hopping from one back to the other, and, you know, <laughs> smashing shells on my chest or on your back. Majestic, majestic. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about our hobby progress from being AJ. Sounds like he's got a ton of new stuff done with some brand new tasty ideas. Uh, we've got mm-hmm. me and AJ's shame, which I'm feeling a little shameful right now, but I'm getting a lot of other Uh-oh. stuff done. So it's, 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 it's progress, but not progress on my stuff. Um, and then we're going to be talking about, oh my God, the David Brains love where, um, mm-hmm. AJ goes to his trip to the United Kingdom to talk about Euro trip. Uh, Going to the fatherland of uh, Warhammer World and hanging out with uh, David Brains and getting drunk on Prince Night. Oh, God. Yes. When I got your message, it made, <laughs> it felt my it made, filled my heart with such joy. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about my reaction when I found out it was Prince Night and what I said to David. But we'll we'll get to we'll that. Get we'll get to that later. Uh, we're gonna be talking about the Botchiti Royal Flush with some talking about a lot of the things that's gonna be happening with it, and John's gonna be on that for there to kind of give us a rundown about everything. Um, dude, this event is gonna be off the freaking hook. <laughs> 
Like off the hat. Shout out to David Coleman for just giving us inspiration. Just saying. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I just saw. I just was on his page, and he just got like all these like full, those full height oh, banners. I know. Like, what he they had like, the, he said the it wasn't Elvia. very expensive uh-huh. to get it done. I know. There's actually a place near my house, so I think when I get back, I might I might sneak over there. We have, as for my little countdown clock here with our faces on it. I've got 131 days, six hours, and 42 minutes till the start of the 53rd Royal <laughs> Flush. So get your paintbrushes oh, today, Get your paintbrushes, guys. Um, yeah, so then we'll just do more, a normal outro, and then uh, that's about it. Oh, wait. I see uh, a little show notes. That's Wow, Ryan and Scott are fairly similar sizes. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> That's my hobby. Don't don't skip down to my hobby, bro. I guess we'll get to that shortly. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we'll get back with uh, talking about some hobby love. All right. Oh, yeah, baby. Our tutor, who art in Nottingham, Duncan be thy name. Our paints be thinned, our layers be smooth, on plastic as it is on resin. Give us this day our daily tip, and forgive us our poor edge highlighting. As we forgive those who bring unpainted armies, lead us not into math hammer, but fully closed armies. All praise, Null Noil. And welcome, welcome to the boys of the Golden Thrones Hobby and Shame Corner. You shame. Actually, I think I want to learn, um, like the opening to like uh, Mister Rogers, whatever. Not Mister. Um, what is it called? Like he does like polka dot door and like. Oh, um, oh God! I know what you're talking. People oh, are yelling be, at us. My right neighbor. Now. Yeah, that's isn't that. Mr. Rogers, that's Mr. Is it Rogers. Mr. Rogers? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This lovely. Comedy. I was just, I was just thinking about like shame. Like we could just do. I just instantly thought of David Bowie's fame. Shame, fame. Oh, shame. Oh my God! I I was looking through my records and I found something that you're gonna fucking laugh so bad at. Excuse my oh, language. Oh, tell me it's. Tell me it's Carly Simon. Please no, no, me. no. It's even more ridiculous <laughs> than that. One sec. That's a, that's a nice little stack that you got there. If you just started uh, just started buying them, it's awesome. I've been uh, on I, This is since last Saturday. Time this is since last Saturday. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's a good 25 plus records there. Teo came over to my one of the first time Teo stayed. Oh, Grand Funk Live! Oh man, <laughs> I also hot. got I also got Superfly. I've got Superfly as well. Please bring that down with you. Oh yeah, when you come down to my house. Oh yeah, I'll also bring okay, George so Michael. Yeah, if you have to, yes. <laughs> it's got Careless Whisper on it, right? Uh no, it's from the Faith album. So it's Faith. Uh, oh I can yeah, be your yeah, father okay. figure. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so listeners, I've been on Teo for quite some time, or not really, it's more you've been on it yourself since you came to my house, and just like, we hung out with Ariel, my partner, that one night, and you were just spinning all the records, just loving it, so I'm glad you got a record player. I'm so happy. This hobby progress, 
Because you put that on, and I'm sure that helps you paint. You it know? doesn't. You listen to George Michael. Does, it helps me read. Okay. I'll lay really? on the couch, throw a record on, and just start reading. Touch yourself a bit. Uh yeah, of course. <laughs> my kitty Always. will come and cuddle on my stomach and be like, "Start <laughs> <laughs> drooling." It's great. <gasps> Okay, so while we're talking about general hobby progress with selection <laughs> and things like that, um, I don't know if you listened to the last RFI episode, but they were talking about Radio Free Esteban is what I'm talking about. Um, they were talking about if like different podcasts were different rappers, what rappers would they be? And they <laughs> they said that we would be the they didn't know the rapper's name but of course we do we do but the informer snow <laughs> we would be the yeah i think it's perfect because they probably didn't even know that he is canadian he is canadian, so yeah. yeah so it's perfect north north york represent uh from my head man yeah, that's right <laughs> so, so anyway, anyways, the informer it... slash snow rapper why they call snow they didn't know who Snow was. Yeah. They just knew Informer. <laughs> no. Not I'm yeah. It's one one of the few can cons that have that has crossed the border down into uh, you know <laughs> good. I, I guess he's good. Is he good? I don't know. Not anyway, either. I thought and basically, I of course would be Public Enemy. Seems yeah, yeah. about right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so just general hobby progress as well for me is that I finally have secured all of the waist sizes for <laughs> the radio free yesterday. So the order for their gifts for heresy camp will soon be made and uh, just wait for the pictures from that is all I have ah, to say dear listeners. It's a rhinestone yeah, cowboy. <laughs> I've been talking to uh, powerful Andrew Hollis at Tagged Events about getting some bot GT patches made up, which will be incorporated into said present for uh, the RFI boys. So I can't, I can't wait for, can't wait to get get the pictures from that. Oh, and, dude, I yeah. want to go to Heresy Camp so bad. It, dude, I'm gonna get a shit ton of data if you don't come. Because I'm going to, if I don't, I'm just going to bankrupt myself because I'll be video chatting you all the time. Like, hopefully there's Wi-Fi so that we yeah. can, because I think we're planning on doing, um, I think we're planning on doing a, a, a th like a podcast down there with all the podcasters. So at the very least, we'll, if you don't come, we'll, we'll Skype you into that at the end and then you can have like. I don't know. I think there's going to be like eight plus podcasters there that will just berate you and be all drunk yelling at you. <laughs> Why I'm, are you here? I'm on the GoFundMe website right now to maybe look about <laughs> making a uh, Get Teo to Heresy Camp GoFundMe. Oh, man, do it. No shame. <laughs> no shame. <laughs> no shame. Taking donations. <laughs> yeah. We'll awesome. give we'll give Do <laughs> yeah i won't be the one that has the meme picture of looking for 30k in a in a parking lot <laughs> uh. yeah, exactly yeah. your your picture 
we need a picture of you to replace that. So I'm not the, <laughs> the fiend. You're not the fiend. No, I did. I did share that picture with all of the the 30k podcast guys, and I might I might live to regret that as it just filtrates across the globe. Oh now. yeah, like John's dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. John's dick is famous as fuck. <laughs> I died. It must have been Ryan. It must have been Ryan on the Radio Free Esteban fa- oh, Facebook page. Oh, never forget. Shared, never forget, and shared the picture that Greg Dan posted from LVO. Oh. And then I think there is like 37 plus comments. Like, it just, oh, it's too fucking good. I, I sent it to John, and I was like, you better get Dino to read every single one of these comments to know that her man's cock is famous across the globe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just too fresh. Too good. He's probably, you know, honestly, the the most famous thing about our podcast is probably his cock. Yeah. How does that make you feel? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. It feels like we should make a calendar. (laughs) Yes, I think John wants to do that. Of All the 30K boys are all 30K podcasters. And like a different month for (laughs) each one of them. Yeah. Well, we almost got that uh, but, Christmas album off the ground. Uh, that we need. To, hey, hey, that's secret project, man. I mean, that's <laughs> DL, buddy. See, if we do the calendar thing, though, we need to make it one of those electronic ones so that it, like, as you flip the month, there's like a thing. <laughs> we get Greg Dan to record all the months of the year. October. So it's like February. Myrmidons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mermidans. Mermidans. Oh, I love Greg so much. All right. So you wanted to start. Now that we can actually move on to our hobby progress now, you want to start or am I? Yeah, I can start. Okay. So my hobby progress is I've built my a little bit more for my Empress children. Uh, Enough that like I literally just need to get the Phoenix Terminators and they're all good to go. And then that'll be my 3,000 point list. Um, Sweet. So that, that, then I can just start mass hall painting them and then get to good, be good to go. Uh, but here's the... So that Emperor's Children out of the way, I've made myself a nice like work board to tell me what I got to do for like painting commissions and personal stuff. You need to get a Kanban board, man. I've, I, got a, I, got, I got a whiteboard. All right. Well, this is a digital whiteboard. But, you know, I want I want a physical whiteboard because like in my career, I really love the ability to just like wipe it off. Mm -hmm. Like that, like adulation you get from doing that. Yeah, it's like me making lists at work and like crossing off things. Uh, It just gives you such a good feeling. And uh, so I got that done. But um, this is what I was talking to AJ earlier just about how I kind of hate Eric right now. Because Iron Wars Eric, how do you hate him? He's he's our because, man. Because because okay, so I have Gothic, he has Gothic. Oh God, I, I have love Epic. You, Eric. He bought Epic. Yes. So right we have now. multiple armies of Epic now. And then I was like, oh, we have thirty k armies too. He's like, we should totally do a campaign. I was like, yeah, but what instances other than I guess Angel Exterminatus would Emperor's Children and um, Iron Warriors fight. He's like, yeah. I was like, and that's not a big fight they did. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's like, oh yeah. Well, who does a really big fight? I was like, oh well, Iron Cage is a cool idea. 
Oh, sick. Okay. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, that would be a cool idea. And he's just like, I'm like, oh, but I don't have an Imperial Fist 3K army. I was like, but I guess I could paint my some of my uh, Battlefield Gothic and some the epic into Imperial Fist. He's like, yeah, but we're about to do 30K. I was like, oh, no. He's just like, well, how about we look through our closets and see what we have? So Other than skeletons? Yeah. <laughs> um, Project to do with Eric? Start Imperial Fist's army. <laughs> Did you look through your closet and you found more? I have. I'm gonna have. I have 30 Mark IVs. I have an Alexis Pollux model. Why? How do you have that? Because he was for my Crimson Fist that I never painted to be their chapter master. Mm, so it's gonna okay. be Pollux with a helmet mm-hmm. and, a, and a different kind of shield. Um, okay. So. I have a fledgling Imperial Fist army that I'm going to turn into a small ZM force until it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And Eric's All like, right. oh, he's like, I got you, bro. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so we're going to plan on doing, and we might even record it, uh, an Iron Cage campaign that includes Battlefield Gothic, Epic, Standard 30K, and a Zone Mortalis game. Sweet. I didn't know that Eric had Gothic. So Eric, we're going to play some games when yeah, I Yeah, he picks home. them up. Of course he picks them up. He's, he's, um, just, I'll sidetrack for a second. He's actually trying to get, well, I've, I've been caving a bit to Eric and Hobbit slash Lord of the Rings. Dude, it looks so much fun. I know they, the, the group that they have in Victoria at the game, they do, I think it's Thursday night every week and they put in so much effort into the terrain and everything like that. So, I, was, I, was I don't know if you've ever played the game, like, but the game th- system's actually really solid. No, I haven't. It's really I've heard so, that. I have heard that. So um, the game system is actually a basis of all of the historical games Games Workshop used to make. Okay. So it's a cool. very it's a very concise, uh, thought out, um, uh, like uh, game system. The only thing that was bad about Lord of the Rings is the characters broke the game. Okay, all right. So if you didn't cool. take named characters, the game was actually really, really bad. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah, I told them, like, yeah, I think I might need to come down to one of these events and just oh, see. Yeah. Just check like, it out. I want to do the same I, thing. I, like, I love The Lord of the Rings, and it's not like the, I need another game system, but it's more just seeing the community that they've built up there. That's what's really, like, okay, these guys are top-notch painters they're like doing amazingly amazing themed um terrain and games like that really draws me so um yeah he's i was just like hey do you think i could come down he's just like oh i've got so many armies (laughs) between them all they've got so much so yeah you can come down yeah how about me and you will go together and we'll play a a quick like newbie game against each other sure yeah Yeah. that'd be fun Yeah. yeah awesome um, so, uh, Eric, uh, get ready. Get ready. So I've got the, obviously the projects that I've got going on, um, and then the yeah. small Emperor's Children project. So that's going. Um, I what else is that? Three thousand points, small. You know, no <laughs> big deal. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Um, it's rich. It's very different playing a tank army because I've never done it before. Yep. Uh, so it's been kind of cool. But uh, so the Imperial Fist thing is, I think I'm going to use the. The second right of war the Peel Fist got, where they do the, all the uh, deep striking. Okay. Yeah. 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 
Um, I think that'd be Not really going cool. like breachers, like everyone. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Um, so because I thought because I was thinking like the Iron Cage. So the Imperial Fists are the aggressor in the Iron Cage. They're not the defensive army. Yeah. So having like doing lots of deep striking, lots of in your face, like assaulting and things like that. So I'm going to get some cool things. To, so I, I'm going to get like an assault, a, a Imperial Fist Assault Squad, which I think would look amazing. You rarely see them. With or without jetpacks. With jetpacks. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So there's a bunch of things I'm going to try out. Like like we talked about before, having those like theme ideas and that. So I'm doing the theme of being the, the massive aggressor against uh, Eric. Which said. is totally, totally different. And like, you know, uh, not a lot of people do that with Imperial Fist. So I think that's a great idea. Yeah. So like I'm going to get like a Psyker, I think. Um, and then try to get um, with the power, uh, the biomancy power for relentless, and see if I can do like oh, yeah, okay. relentless deep striking tank hunting heavy support squads. Cool. Which would be pretty gross, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and take like multi meltas, which you like never see. So like deep striking a multi melta ten man multi melta squad. That that is <laughs> yeah cool. <laughs> Yeah, so I got some ideas. Okay, so the Imperial Fists are going to be going, and they're going to be fun, and I'm going to do it very different than your traditional. Like, you probably won't see many veterans and things like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun awesome. to figure it out. Uh, so that that's one of the projects I'm doing. Um, I haven't got any more done on my Citizen Soldier table, the trench table, just because I haven't had okay. time. Um, yep. Hi, Helix. <laughs> have you done any work on uh on mr virgin's i army have yet? i started building everything so i'll probably be done okay. finish building everything by next it's a week. lot of stuff it's a lot so i'll probably be finished building everything by next week and then painting and so i'm hoping to get all of his stuff done plus all the stuff i have for terry done in the next like month okay cool and then uh because, like, the only thing – I have two things left for Terry, which is painting some Primaris Marines and then putting, like, my highest level painting into his Horus. Okay. You yeah. should um, you should maybe try to work with Mr. Virgin for, like, a 2,500, 3,000-point list to focus on so that we can entice it and get that done before I get home, if possible. Oh, to yeah, good idea. entice him to come uh, down. I'll, I'll call him today. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, the Virgin. Uh, tell him I miss him and I love him. Uh, I I do every time. Um, <laughs> and so that like project getting that stuff done. Um, hey, what else have I gotten done? Not as much. Like I really want to get some more of these Emperor's Children done, but I've been. Oh, I need to buy a Sonic cleaner. Yeah, you were saying that a lot. I think last episode. Yeah, so I still have because my airbrush is it's clogged up and I'm trying to clean it, but it just something is there's like one part. That I can't seem to get open because I don't have like the small little finicky tools anymore. I don't know where they mm-hmm. are in my house, so I try to get it open to make it so like everything works properly. So it's been having an issue with that. So I can't do my Empress Children until I fix my airbrush. Because mm. like nine, like eighty percent of the base coating is all airbrush. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. But as soon as that's fixed, like that Arby's going to be like up and painted so quickly. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, yeah, so what yep. about you? What's your hobby life been like? Okay, uh, well, I've 
in record time, I painted those six Ursaracs for the 30K channel. So I did that in six days, which is just unbelievable for that is unbelievable for me. For you. Uh, um, I have been doing some of uh, just picking away at the Machinator Explorator for my Mechanicum. Um, there's a lot of detail on that thing. So it's taking me some time. Uh, basically, I've got it in three parts. So each track is off and uh, the main body, but it's definitely taking me some time. I want to make it look real sexy. So um, yeah, that's been good. I kind of, after com in the last week coming back from the 30K channel, I've really just kind of given myself a little bit of a break because I was just going full tilt um probably for three or four weeks before that but at the same time i don't want to lose my momentum so um i need to get back into it i've uh i finished the damnation damnation of pythos novel and now i'm on to legacies of betrayal um i honestly with all of the crap that i've heard about damnation of pythos i didn't find it as grueling as Maybe John or some other people. Oh, have I? Have you lost me? Or can no, you no, hear no. me? Okay, good. You just I I lost you on the video there. Um. So yeah, I didn't find it too as bad. I actually kind of liked aspects of it, but I could see why people didn't really love it. It didn't de definitely doesn't have like you don't need to read that book to as to like understand the whole story of the heresy it's really a one-off kind of book but i do like iron hands so you know anyway seeing them fighting dinosaurs is kind of cool uh, but yeah, <laughs> on the legacies on the legacies of betrayal and currently reading the first story on there which is the brotherhood of the storm i think is the name of it so it's all about white scars which is pretty good so far um i've also done a bunch of progress on my shame is goals which i've today put on a bunch of transfers onto the uh automata that i have though i've realized that i think i need to order another sheet to get delivered to the house so um maybe if you want those phoenix terminators maybe we can do a joint order yeah um, joint effort or i think i'm gonna I checked, I checked with John, and he doesn't have any, so I'm going to see if maybe Jeremy has transfers, but I don't think he puts transfers on. I know he's got some, but I don't know if he's got the Forge World one or if he was just using the Mechanicum, like 40K ones on his Mechanicum. So I'll see if he's got any. If not, I'll have to make an order for another sheet. But uh, it feel awesome getting those transfers on. Really, like, it's like, all right, these guys look wicked. Like, I was really happy with them before, but really add a whole bunch of detail and i was really worried about some of the you know the really detailed transfers i wasn't too sure how they would look but they look dope <laughs> so awesome. um yeah i'm super stoked about that um with the rest of my shame i basically now just have to finish i've got two of the castellacs that don't have the transfers which i need this new sheet for for to finish or they need one more transfer each. Um, but then those guys will be done. I've got the Vorax um, done 
I've got the Thanatars half done with transfers, and then I need to do all the Vulturax and paint two more Vulturax. So I'm 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 good. I think I'm going to make the the shame, and I won't have to wear the Chad Kruger Nickelback T-shirt. Um, I thought we were wearing a dress. Oh no, I, we figured out that I'd well, never made. it's it. It doesn't matter. It, well, yeah, that it, it, I don't know. It's. It, I'm just throwing out ideas of what it could be. I would do, feel terrible a, wearing a giant vote. We should get people to submit ideas for a shame. That is a great idea. <laughs> that is a great idea. We, we should sub- put that up. Soon. We should get a, you have to wear a shirt with John's dick on it. Oh God. No one wants that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, we want to be in, we want to be able to go back to the Legion. So <laughs> I don't know if, as one of the organizers, just walking around with a huge wang on her, on her shirt would be maybe the best way to facilitate that. Um, and then I also got confirmation from Ariel that the Bot GT dice have arrived in Victoria. Oh, she yeah. Held up a huge box and gave it a little shake. So when we uh, when I get home and you come down, we'll have we'll have dice for the gaming day. So oh, we'll be yeah. able to. We'll be able to film that uh, that video of dice dropping on John and be able to rock them at uh, <laughs> at the game day to show so, them up. So, do you have a kiddie pool we can stand in? Oh no, my bathtub. Oh yeah, sexy. We'll get some, we'll light some candles. You know, it's yeah. It'll be it'll be hot. It'll be hot. So, the last thing is my secret project. Now, I don't know. Should I just should I announce it? I, you and I haven't really talked too much about it. I don't. I, I wouldn't I don't announce know I it until you've got a squad done, like painted. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then I'll just talk broadly about it. Yeah. So, um, when I went to Warhammer World with the fabulous David Brains, I purchased a bunch of stuff to start the beginning of this secret project. Um, I spent a good chunk of coin, but got my HQ and got a whole bunch of upgrade bits. It is a Legion, I will say that. So I got enough stuff to do all of my Legions in upgrade, like shoulder pads, heads, torsos, the full works. And then got 10 Terminators, which I have built, Tartarus. Yeah. And um, I bought an insane amount of bases to do the entire army on um on necros i think they're called necrosi 13 from dragon forge really cool they're like a temple kind of thing with a bunch of skulls in them cool. very cool bases so those are on the way and then so i bought stuff at forge world for myself and then i did another large purchase at forge world which i've gotten shipped home <laughs> And I bought enough to fill out basically up to, I think I pointed it out of 3,200 points. Nice. Build so those are as the... quick as me, bud. Yeah, well, I'm, well, yeah. The thing is, I'm going to get home and I'm not going to be able to really work on it a bunch, but until after the wedding at least. But I've done all my research on my painting. I found an awesome video online of how i'm gonna paint them with the airbrush so i shit i i meant to talk to john about this i'm gonna send him shopping for me so that i have 
all the paints that I need when I get home because I can't get them here. So, yeah, I've got all of that stuff ready. I'm hoping to get this this list done for the flush. Ooh. So we will see because the the majority of it is going to be airbrushed. So if I can get them built and I can do that, you know, weekdays when me and Ariel are watching the news or watching our show at night, whatever we're watching, um, and not just sit at the painting desk and do it. I think I might, if I can build it and then I can, I think I'm going to try to do maybe approach it a little bit like what you were talking about, how you approach things or at least with the base coat, because the base coat for these will be all done. All the base coats will be done on the airbrush. So I think I'm just going to get everything built and then run through everything. Like I'll do maybe a squad as a test squad. Yeah. And then get the prospect. Yeah. The majority of it will be done all at once. So, or at least in very, very large chunks, do all the, the airbrushing in one go one weekend and then start picking away at the details. And I think it, I think it's going to go quickly. So going to do lots of, I bought like my, my transfer sheet for them going to be lots of transfers on this army. So I'm very excited. Uh, bought some stuff from Shapeways nice. for them, some custom shoulder pads for the Tartarus Terminators. So I'm very excited. And then, um, I guess you and I also, are we cool with doing this little deal that we talked about, the trade deal? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, yeah, uh, we talked about this last, I think we talked about it in the last episode, about figuring out you've got some Tartarus laying around that I need some more Tartarus. So I am going to trade you my Emperor's Children Dreadnought that I painted for the CK Studios class last year for the Terminator. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. Ex- I know it will find it will find a good home with you, up in the Naimo. So Nani Naniamo, Nani Naniamo. Yeah, I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, everything that I've been doing. I think um, just my. I'm gonna try to get. I really need to kind of push the explorator to the side and finish these Vorax because I need to get the Vorax done and all the transfers done before I leave Stuttgart, which is three weeks so i think i can do it and then that way i've got my shame locked down and don't have to worry about wearing a dress or or a chad kruger (laughs) t-shirt i'm obviously hoping to be done by june the emperor's children i think i can do it and i'm pretty trustworthy of myself about this part so we'll see what happens sweet all right man well yeah that's that's it for me so i guess on to the Meg's main segment where we will talk about my trip with uh, Mr. Brains. I'm so jealous, to be honest. Uh, you, were, you were there in spirit, I was my there friend. in spirit. I, I was carrying you in my heart. <laughs> You'll be uh, in my heart. <laughs> especially, especially, you know, in the club during the the Prince night. You, uh, were, you were definitely there with me in spirit, 100%. <laughs> Or on that in the oh am I breaking up? No, no, you're Robotico. golden. We will get back to you with that, and then oh. uh, yeah, go. Yep.
And welcome back to the boys. I hope you guys enjoyed the hobby progress and the shameful shame shames of shaming. Um, and we're going to get right into the main bulk of this episode, which is talking about our uh, cross-continent otter going to the UK and visiting our new best friend, David. Yeah, oh, man, what a, what a weekend it was. Um, you know, as you guys know, it had been planned basically since we had David on on the show, and he was just like, "Oh, you got to come out." So, um, yeah, it was it was an amazing weekend, um, and I just want to go through it because I basically haven't told you guys anything about. I know this, we've so. seen pictures. Let's... I was literally just looking at the uh, Porsche from when you just got back from this weekend. You just had the Porsche. Oh museum. yeah, I did. some. This... Today I went to the Por- the Porsche Museum and here uh, in Stuttgart Boner Town. Oh man, I yeah, I basically went specifically for my two buddies because um, they told they both told me if you don't go there, and then we can't be friends. If you come <laughs> over, you gone. if you have the so chance to go there, why do you not go? Yeah, I actually went because it was an amazing building. Like the the building was amazing, but uh, I took pit- a picture of every single bloody car that was there specifically for them. So they they don't listen to this show. But Rhoda Visvari, you're welcome. All right, so let's get into this trip. So as you guys both know, as our listeners know, I've been preparing to to go up to Peterborough to the as David calls it the metropolis that is peterborough and uh you know i was working working really hard made some fourth world orders i you know i painted those six ursarax in six days which for me is an all-time record it's for pretty painting, crazy like for painting are, a for, unit yeah for for aj that is an immense feat for me yeah. that would be difficult to ursarax or yeah yeah and i hate i john you and i were talking about this over over facebook but i hate putting together Thalax bodies. It's just the legs getting the getting the legs drives me nuts. So that I was able to pull that off. I'm super stoked. Now yeah. I just need to throw some transfers on there and actually put them on real bases because I only had um, I don't have any of my secret weapon stuff. But anyway, so let's uh, let's get into this. So I left on a Friday uh, from work, like mid afternoon, headed to the airport and flew to London. Um, quick and easy flight from here which is like an hour and a half flying over the channel got to see all the like the wind turbines that are off the coast i get the france i don't know i didn't have the little air tracker or whatever but super cool got in to london at like six o'clock or no i got into actual london at six o'clock hopped on the train that took me right into uh paddington station so six o'clock just like you know, downtown London, it's just crazy busy. People are everywhere. It was also like they had a little bit of a heat wave. So it was like 28, 29 degrees. Weird. So, yeah, it was bizarre for this time of year. But, um, yeah, I was able to figure my way out from uh, from the airport to King's Cross without getting lost. So I don't know what Kimball keeps going on about that the tube system is super super scary and you know he got lost forever but i i figured it out you know that just uh came up small like, town boy rules but he is a small town boy but now so am i <laughs> i don't know I, at the same time i was just like i can't wait to get back to victoria <laughs> there's so many people here so <laughs> 
got to King's Cross, got a couple, uh, got a couple local craft beer beverages for my 45 minute train ride up to Peterborough and hopped on, hopped on the train and actually started talking to Kimmel, uh, the whole train ride up, just going back and forth on messenger, talking about my new secret project, um, which we're recording this before the hobby intro. So I, I don't know, a little peek behind the door there, but I'm not too sure if I've, if I'm going to let that loose in the hobby section of what that is. But anyway, talked to him, got all my, my two and a half K list and three K list of my super secret, not so secret <laughs> project, Ryan Kimmel approved. So I feel, I feel good about that, being able to uh, start a project that way. So basically arrived in Peterborough and uh, the one and only David Brains was there to meet me, picked me up and we headed uh, straight to the Legion of Peterborough, which is uh, which is their gaming group um, and their little gaming club. And it's also where they record the 30K channel. So Friday night is their game night. So it's, oh, it's not at the... his house. Eh? No, 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 no. Didn't you not oh, listen okay. to the episode? No. Yeah, I did. I just thought I remembered him saying it was in his house. No, no. No, uh, no, it's, okay. it's, it's, so it's just like in a little, house. yeah, I just stayed at his house. Um, it was a little, it's like a little, um, rental space in like an industrial kind of area or like an industrial park kind of thing. Um, okay. and it's, uh, so I walk in, there is about six gamers there, including, um, one guy with his son who is probably about like. 10 years old, getting his first game of 40K in, which always good to see uh, some young blood entering the hobby. Heart heart, heart palpitations uh, seeing that? (laughs) Yeah, he's like, oh, there's the guy that's going to ruin me tomorrow. No. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, the the space itself is really cool. It's cool to go in there. They're actually moving into this weekend as we're recording this. Um, they're they're moving into a new space, oh. so way bigger space, which is gonna they'll be able to permanently keep all of the 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 areas that basically David uses to record. So where you when you see people sitting and like doing the little pre-interview and post-interview, there's actually a gaming table there most of the time. So every single time he records, he has to like take boards apart, and, you know, you know where people you see people's armies laid out where they go through all that that's where another gaming table is so every single time he does a recording he has to like basically take apart their gaming club to do the stuff for the recording and then put it back all together so you know that was the first kind of peek behind the curtain of how you know that all works but uh super cool just to talk to some of the guys we started to set up the zone mortalis uh board which I now realize, like, if we ever bought one, <laughs> it would be an immense shipping. Co- like, the shipping cost wouldn't be anything, but there's no way in hell we wouldn't be able to get smacked with a duty because oh, every dude, the duty would be ridiculous. Every be single like, every tile comes its own, in its own little one by one box with that's the height yeah. of height of the the wall, right? So you times that by all the ones that all the tiles you're going to get. It would be an immense box that would be dropped off on, on your front door. But at the same time, after seeing them in the flesh, I'm like, oh, fuck, I want one of those boards so <laughs> badly. Yeah. Well, we'll have to start a, a, so a, a GoFundMe and be like, 
Bob GT needs his over towel table. That's it. So just like just seeing all the terrain that David has and like his whole system of, you know, just had like I was blown away and he kept laughing at me when I was like going into how ridiculous some of the stuff that he has there is just as like a a Canadian boy seeing that because all our heads do when we see that kind of shit is think of how much money that is like how much the shipping is going to be and then duty on top of that like one of you know the the city tiles that that you can get from forge world which are beautiful he's got a full set of those with like the landing pad all of that stuff and then i see there's another there's one of those tiles that has a generator on it and i see one of them he's just cut it off the board so, like, to me, <laughs> I'm just like, can you imagine buying one of those tiles and cutting the generator right off the board yeah. and then having another one? Like, to to me, that was ludicrous, and he was just <laughs> laughing about it. So, um, you know, we, we set it up. We had some of the guys that j- just finished their game. They were helping us and kind of come up with some ideas of how we were going to lay the board out. And, and um, you know, Brains started talking about his idea behind um, – Behind the board, which he's, you know, when he was on the episode, uh, on our episode last time, he talked about his, fo- what, 40 strong, 45 strong Thalax army. Yeah, yeah that so, looks really cool. The, like Thalax yeah. on the, yeah. So he, what he based, what we were doing is basically the ZM table we were playing on is going to be um, a, a Thalax manufactorum. So, you know, David just gets to show off his... Uh, his Thalax on the on the channel a little bit more. So we had all these rows of of Thalax set up, and David's going through his process, and and then it, like basically he's just like, all right, let's just get out of here. It's not set up, but like David is like me, a morning person, so all of his best creative juices flow early in the morning because usually he goes wakes up at like six o'clock in the morning and goes and sets it up when no one's there. So he was like, all my good you know, vibes, all my creative stuff will come at me in the morning. I've got the base idea, but let's just go for drinks. So we <laughs> let's left... just go for drinks. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we left, left the, the Legion of per- Peterborough, went to this, like the closest bar, which like literally we just, we just got there a minute late. Then we, cause they closed the bar and we were like, God damn it. So then we ended up going to this other place, which was this ship, like a, an old, um, I don't know, river cruise boat or something like that, that they've converted into a restaurant on the main deck. And then down in the bowels of the ship is a bar. And then it's like a, you walk across this little bridge onto the, onto the ship and attached to it's this like little outdoor seating area. So we grabbed a couple pints and uh, just sat there and, you know, talked about podcasting, talked about, you know, the community of 30 K and, you know, just about, his whole process and all the work that he's gone in, you know, done for his channel. Cause really seeing just before I, you know, I hadn't even see, started recording with him. Right. Yeah. And just seeing how much stuff was in the gaming space and like all the work that he does to set up, you know, the tables and rearrange everything. It's just like another level of like, wow, you put yeah, it's, in. It's really evident. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like pretty crazy. Just how yeah. much detail there is to everything oh yeah oh, yeah and a lot of thinking like he did he doesn't just walk in 
and is like, okay, let's just throw something together and and you know record something. Like he is very methodical in in the way that he approaches recording and coming up with you know um, coming up with a theme for each game. It, it was just really interesting to sit there and enjoy a couple pints and and just pick his brain and his whole process. So uh, we ended up you know just having two pints and then. Headed back to his place. I think it was like almost one o'clock in the morning by the time we got back. And um, and for me, that would have been two o'clock in the morning <laughs> because it was an hour behind Stuttgart time. Um, so I basically hit the bed and passed right out. And next morning, got up early at like 6.30. I think we were out of the house at 7.15 to go and grab a little bite to eat. Went and got ourselves a nice... Uh, we went to a cafe, got ourselves a nice croissant and cappuccino and, you know, enjoyed Are ourselves in the morning there. <laughs> very, very much so. Um, and then basically got to the got to the space like at around eight o'clock. And basically I let David go and do the setup, like, you know, the heavy work of pulling stuff out. We had to just to get the, the main segment where you see everyone pre-record like I was saying earlier, he has to move everything. So he basically got me to do a bunch of that work, like the heavy lifting, because a lot of the stuff he just has to take outside <laughs> and and put outside of the space. Um, and so I did that, and then he went and set up, and basically just I went over my list and just reviewing a whole bunch of notes because the, the list I took was a lot of units that I had never played with before. Like I had... Had the Peltas, I'd never had those, played those before. Uh, the Vorax, I had never played. My Magos um, Malagra, I had never played. The Ursarax, I had never played. So there's a lot of stuff in the table that I was like, oh, like <laughs> this is awesome. I can't wait to get it on, but I, I really want to know my my stuff because in the the as I was painting those Ursarax right throughout the week, I was reviewing a whole bunch of the videos and just remembered like. Oh yeah, everything that you say, you or everything that you do, it's not like us playing a game like in the house, right? Where you yeah, for sure. Like you need to to say everything that you're doing, or this is why I'm doing it. And you know, you guys, you guys both know I'm not the greatest on the rules, so you know, you, you everything you want to be fast in how you record. So I was just reviewing everything and did that for a little while and. Uh, then I met my opponent, Josh, who came in at around nine o'clock. I think I think David did an excellent job of setting the two of us up against each other because he is very much a hobbyist like me, and you know is definitely is solid on the rules, but you know not he's not like a super competitive player like just like me. You know I'm more in it for just having fun, and so I think David did really. Really great job pairing us off. So Josh brought his Iron Warriors to the table. Um, he was, I don't have a copy of his list, sadly, but he had Corvalin. So sadly, I had to be traitors. My whole gaming career here in Europe has been only Traitor. being playing traitors. Yeah, I don't you like treacherous it. Treacherous fool. Like it. I mean, to be fair, the Mechanicum was like, it's kind of weird. They're mostly Traitor in the books like the actual characters and stuff. So it's funny that you've yeah. never actually had to be them. 
Not my army, though, John. Not mine. I feel so dirty. I'm going to have to wash them. Check oh, on so it. So dirty. So dirty. Yes. So he was running Corvallon. He had two Iron Circle. He had five uh, ty- uh, Tyrant Siege Terminators. Two squads of vets. Um, was there anything else? I think that was about it. Uh, oh, and uh, Pravian and and two Castleaxe with Power Blades and a Multi Melta. Um, so you know, definitely, I think a fun a, a fun pair off compared to what I was bringing to the table. I'm not going to go into detail about about the game itself. Um, I'm going to talk just about go to the 30k channel and watch it soon. Well, it's not out, so until it actually comes out, I'm not going to say who won or anything like that until it drops. I'm not going to take away the the thunder from David, so you know we can I can talk more about that maybe after it drops, which I think will be about a week after this podcast goes live. So uh, definitely check it out on the 30K channel. Um, but yeah, basically after you know me and Josh kind of got to know each other, we you know shot the shit for a little bit. David basically went over everything of how he records. And it's really interesting. It's, it, it gave me a whole new light on how the process works. So the amount of times that you start doing something and you, you want to be like, so, or like you need to be very clear of what you're saying and you don't want to say like, so I'm doing this, so I'm doing that. Because then once David edits it all together, then it's just like, so this, so, 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 so it's, and there I just did it again. So the amount of times we'd start to do something and like, as you start to do the rhythm of it, you'll almost start catching yourself, you know, I'll be like, so, and just like, shit cut like retake it and you really have to be very audible about everything it's a very different game too playing on the 30k channel because you're you're talking about what you're actually doing and your opponents in the room right so it's definitely way more of a loose format in some ways because you'd be you're saying things on camera for the benefit of the the viewer that's going to be watching it that you wouldn't be saying if you were, you know, actually playing a a, a real competitive game. It almost seems um, like how you're describing it is you're you're speaking as if you're reading from a novel. Very much so. Yeah. Because you don't you, you want it to even when you're rolling dice, which is it, I found this part the hardest part because you you roll your dice and so you're like you know I'm shooting at these guys I'm hitting on threes. And then wounding on fours and you roll it out and you don't want to just roll it out and the camera just be looking at the dice and like there's David always wants talking going on. But then I'm bad at like, okay, I need to count this and also talk like it's it it, honestly it's a lot harder than people think it is. And um, and I think it like I think I did a good job overall being on the channel. I think I would be a lot better at it my second time around because you by the end of the day we'll maybe really uh, start to we'll record our game and we'll do it that way totally it it really gave me it gave me like okay now i know it's gonna help us i think me having this experience putting our content onto youtube when we we start doing that but i felt by the end of the day i was like okay now i'm starting to really get the format and 
and even just like David's filming, it's all little things, right? It's like David's filming and, you know, you need to walk beside him. And like as he's walking around, you know, the table, you're like almost like, you know, hip to hip with him. And and then Josh is right next to me and we're kind of hop moving around the table with him because the space is actually quite small. You know, it's going to be bigger, I think, in the in the new spot. But just little things like that or at the, right now, I know Dave. David just bought a whole bunch of new recording gear so that each player will have a mic. But right now we only had one. So if you do have a, a situation where it's like the shooting phase and you're you're rolling hit and to wound and then your opponent's rolling saves because the mic is like basically right on your chest for the mic to pick them up. Like, you know, Josh and I were just had our, our arms around each other <laughs> for a lot of, of the the game just because you need to be close to for the you know your voice to be picked up on the mic and just little things like you're you know josh is talking and you know i've got my dice ready to you know roll my saves or something like that and then i by mistakenly like jiggle you know move my dice and david's like cut all right put your day <laughs> like he doesn't want any background noise he's very very professional at how he approaches it so in some cases because you you'll be saying okay i'm gonna you know the game the units have very weird names weird rules and just trying to say them out loud like it's easy when we're talking about them just shooting the shit in a regular game. But once you add a video camera to that and you're recording and you want it to be good, sometimes you'll just like flub your words and just like shit cut, you know, start over again. Uh, you know, I think the most we did for one particular thing was like maybe five or six takes of just like kept failing, saying, you know, saying how to, you okay the rule's actually not like that it's like this or no they actually don't hit on fours they hit on threes or you know little things like that so it really gave it was like peeking behind the curtain completely seeing the process actually works and i really have so much respect for the the guys that have been on the channel before because not only not only do you really need to know your stuff you know it it, it it takes a while to do those things. And that black, little black room, that little black room gets real hot by the end of the of the day. So now when I'm re-watching 30K video, channel videos, by like turn four and five, I'm starting to look at people's brows to see like if they're actually starting to sweat or not. And not, because <laughs> the, not because the pressure of the game, just because... It gets hot in there. And the, the greatest part, John, you'll, you'll love this, is, you know, I felt a little bit naked in my getup. I, of course, had my bocce tea, you know, shirt with me. But sadly, because I didn't know this was going to happen when we were in Vegas, I didn't bring my short shorts or my wig back here, which I think uh, would have been hilarious. That would have been so funny. Yeah. But. Just deadpan. But. Don't even David, like say anything. <laughs> David had a pair of short shorts on for his recording because he's like, oh, it gets so hot in there. So he had these sweet-ass speedo, sh speedo shorts. So he really, you know, he went to that extra effort to make me feel comfortable <laughs> at home at the <laughs> channel. So, That's yeah, it was, uh, 
it was really great. It was it was awesome to hang with Josh and hang with David and you know um, just to see that behind you know like I said before a peek behind the curtain and really get an idea of how much effort goes into it. You know um, how much you know just the amount of time he puts in, whether it's setting up, recording the actual thing. We were there from like I was there from eight till five. Josh was there nine to five. You know, we we took a we took a break to go for lunch, but that's an entire day just for recording. And then there's another. It takes him like another. He's gotten his editing time way down. Obviously, he's put out a lot, but you're looking at probably around two days per you know hour and a half video that goes out there. And David works full time, and you know all like I have. So much respect for for what he does and what he does to, for the community and um, you know huge huge props to uh, Mr. Brains. Um, Mr. Yeah, Brains, he is a pillar of our community for sure. So yeah, we we finished at five and and I'll I'll come back later in another episode and and spill the beans on what happened. But I really had an amazing game. It was really narrative. Josh was a great opponent. I think we might try to get him maybe on uh, on the podcast in the next little bit once the episode drops, so he can talk about it. He's part of the Legion of Peterborough, so he's you know we'll probably see his face again on the 30k channel because he's you know literally around the corner I think from the gaming center. But yeah, awesome, awesome opponent. Um, so we we headed out and then went back to Brains. Had a quick like just changed our clothes, had a shower, um, grabbed a couple beers, did more shooting in the shit. Um, you know, just, it was really cool getting to talk to someone else that's kind of in the community, putting themselves out there, um, you know, like us or like another podcast, other podcasters and kind of getting their opinion on, you know, the state of the union, if you will. And it was really cool <laughs> just getting to hang getting to hang with him for, for a weekend was awesome. Um, so yeah, we went to this, we went out for dinner and went and some of the guys, um, from the Legion of Peterborough came out. Um, Steve and Neil and Josh came out. We went to this place called, uh, the brew tap, which is like a, um, a brew pub, but they don't serve pub food. They actually served like Asian kind of food, so like they had curries <laughs> and, and pad thai and like all these wicked. Well, don't little, you know curry is uh, like England? Oh like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a big thing for sure. But it was like top notch food. So you know, had a we all just got a whole bunch of stuff and shared it, and you know, amazing craft beer. And you know, the maybe the best part of the whole thing was that it was prince night at, <laughs> at this place so as soon as i find out it's prince night because i believe it was on the anniversary of his death yeah. so they were playing all these prince songs and like as soon as i found it out i was like instantly like sent teo uh <laughs> did i send you the picture or did i just you, send ju you, a you just you just sent me a message it was pretty late okay okay and uh i immediately like i i don't think some of the other guys that were with us were 
super hot on that it was Prince Night, where I was just like, oh, yeah, like, get your ass on the floor. <laughs> I was digging it so much. And and I told I told Braids, I'm like, you're lucky that Teo's not here, man. Teo is here. He would be like, he would just disappear to that dance floor. Suddenly he'd come back. There'd be no shirt. He'd suddenly like have purple body paint like all over him and be like, do you want to be my lover? <laughs> I'm the only gamer you have to be. Yeah, it's I weird. don't know. It's always awesome. unbuttons itself every it time does. you go to a bar. It's just it, like somehow fucking happens. <laughs> somehow, i.e. other... Other, other men unbutton my shirt. Middle-aged men unbutton his mostly, shirt for him. Mostly Jeremy. <laughs> I think I also had something to do with that in Vegas, but, uh, <laughs> you know, those are, ups- un- you know, there's no precise evidence that that actually happened, but, you know. It's true. So it was, it was awesome. I really dug it, but then the guys were like, all right, we've had enough prints. Uh, Josh had to shut her down pretty early that night. Um, same with Steve, but Neil was, was fair game to go hit up some bars, so... I think in the end we we went to like three other bars that night so i the last time that i went out and hit up like four bars in in one night i can't even remember but uh we went to like one place where we played like some rounds of foosball which i think the biggest win i can say i had of the entire weekend was that i tied david brains and foosball foosball fiend I have no idea, really, but, you know, I, foosball is much bigger, I think, in the UK than it is in Canada. I'm a terrible foosball player, and, you know, it was a win for me to to tie with Mr. Brains. So that was that was awesome. We went, like, all these bars also had, like, good beer. Now, I know, I'm not saying that UK beer is bad, but there's a lot of, I like, I don't like, Assuming I don't like warm bad. pints. There's yeah. like you get that a lot at a lot of pubs that I've been to in the UK, but all of these were like good, like cold beers. Um, yeah, there. It, Neil was definitely helping me out on uh, which beers to try out, so he was my my wingman at the bar, uh, figuring out different pints. But man, <laughs> buying you know, a whole bunch of drinks that night, it was like I think every time I got two beers, I think it was about eight pounds. Oh wow! So. Each time, it's like I'm almost handing over a $20 bill. <laughs> it's just like, oh, this is painful. But, uh, you know, had a great night with those guys. And definitely me and David by the, the last night, which was basically a club, you know, we were both very intoxicated. And just I remember <laughs> at one point, we're just like really getting into talking about 30K and, you know, the, res- the responsibilities of being like, you know, putting your name out there and being a podcast or being a YouTube and, you know, how you have to be positive. You have to be a positive drive for for the community. And <laughs> I just remember at one point, like looking over and these there's this like group of like three women that are like in their, you know, club dresses out to have a good time and they just look at us and like what are these guys fucking talking but just a bunch of nerds in the corner yelling about toy soldiers (laughs) so 
really good night. We I don't even remember what time we got back to David's, but uh, just passed right out. Woke up the next morning on Sunday feeling like I drank all of the pints in Peterborough. Um, definitely just had to... I, I specifically packed some Advil just... Because I knew that we were probably going out drinking, so had to pop those and just like lie in bed for like a half an hour <laughs> while I waited for the Advil to kick in, so that I could actually be a normal person. But uh, become a human being again. Yeah, but then um, you know the the big, not the big, you know, thirty k from going on the thirty k channel for me was the big thing of the trip. Like I had been watching. I've been watching the 30k channel for almost two years and just you know in some ways it was a gamer's dream come true to like actually go and be featured on that channel is was amazing but David said you know I told him that when I decided to come up here it really was something on top of what I originally I was planning to go to Warhammer World and then I started pricing it out of going up there for a weekend at the same time as Heresy Camp got announced and in the end it was going to cost me as much to go to for two days up to warhammer world than it was going to be to go on a week-long trip basically to texas for heresy camp so i decided i'm not going to go to warhammer world then david invited me up and i told him well i'm i'm not i can't do warhammer world because i'm doing heresy camp so basically when he picked me up on Friday. He was just like, so how you said we you weren't going to go to Heresy Camp or go to Warhammer World? There's no way that I can get you to fly all the way here and you not go to Warhammer World. So we're going to go on Sunday morning. So we woke up and hopped in David's car and drove for an hour over to Nottingham and uh, got to go to Mecca, did the pilgrimage and went to Warhammer Yeah, it was really cool. I, you know, it's, it's it, part of me got there and it was like, man, it's like I've been here before in some ways because I've heard so many people talk about it on podcasts. I've seen so many pictures, but to actually go into the museum and walk through, they've got it set up in, in, in some ways, like at least the first section of it is set up you know, you walk in and it's the very first things you see are like the first miniatures they put out. And I one moment, the moment for me, I think, was walking past this one Dark Angels diorama from the early 90s. With it Asriel? was like, of, yes. And like, I remember seeing that in a white dwarf and just being so blown away by it. And then I'm standing there looking at the fucking thing. That was I, the. Like, I remember seeing that for the like in the White Dwarf server. That was the first time I remember getting a glimpse of what the Warhammer universe looks like. Yeah, it was it was super cool just seeing all like it, that whole area, that whole museum. It doesn't matter if you like 30k, you like 40k, you like heresy, all of it is unbelievable. Like the 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 dioramas there are absolutely yeah, they crazy. look really crazy. It's like the, really the crazy. pictures, the pictures do not give it any sort of justice. Like the multi different levels. Like there was this one. I think it was like Skaven. Oh man, I'm totally uh, Skaven and dwarfs maybe. Um, oh, it's like in, in, like in the underground. There's like the big bridge that's broken. Yes. 
Yeah, so you see, like, the main display is up on the surface, and they're all, like, clashing. But then you go, all of these things are enclosed in glass, right? Or at least glass is, maybe goes up seven feet. And then you go on the side, and then you look down, and there's these cutouts into it where you see all these caverns and like so many of the displays are like that where if you you look at many different angles and you you get like a totally different perspective of what's going on just the the, I, the whole time i was there i was just thinking like what an amazing job it would be to that be your job of putting those displays together and how much time goes into them and glorious. Oh, absolutely. Like, but that's the kind of thing that I really, I like, I would love to get a table as detailed as maybe not one of those dioramas, but like some of the tables that I saw out in the gaming area, like really full out multi-level things like, you know, would be a huge pain in the ass to store, but if you just, just have them I out was, all the time. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in my dream world where I have a, a warehouse to myself. For <laughs> but yeah just seeing you know going around seeing some of the old models some of the old box art you know the uh, of you know second edition when i got into the hobby is just like oh shit like i remember getting that for christmas one year and it was just super cool really got my the, my creative juices going like you know seeing the istavon table was oh my super cool did, just, did you just get a raging heresy boner there? <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, it was very, like, it just gave me so many ideas. That's why I took so many pictures of, like, okay, w this is some board that we could build. Or, yeah. um, you know, it was just, it was really inspiring seeing some of these things. And, I, I you know, I'm not going to spend too long talking about these displays because no matter what I say is not going to do them justice. I, I need to go back because I we only were there for about an hour and, a half maybe because i i previous before i knew that we were gonna go to warhammer world i made plans with my buddy in london to meet up with him so i couldn't um just blow him off so we needed to do the trip pretty quickly and and david had been there he's been there like 10 plus times through the museum so you know he's kind of like oh, obviously he is there for yeah, exactly. To him, it's just like, oh, yeah, I've been here a million times where uh, I could have probably stayed and looked at each one of these dioramas for like an hour. Um, the, I think the, the video that I sent you guys both and to our 30K chat for Victoria was the final big display, which takes up a two-story room. You start on the second floor, and it's this huge... Um, it's, a it's basically one, right? corn. Yeah, it's corn versus ultramarines. That and one is nuts. It's it, like, oof, it's so it crazy, is that one. Unbelievable. It's probably, I think it's about 12 feet wide by at least 25 to 30 feet long. And it's the height of two, two stories. Because I know because so they have all those like flying storm ravens and stuff like flying through. and like Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it like, I remember David and I are looking at it and he points down to where one of the warlord at the far end of the table, away from the spire, there's like a titan battle going on. And like David points to the small corner and he's like, so that's like a regular six by four. And I'm just like, holy shit, you know, the amount, 
I I can't even put into words how amazing this is. The, well, like you, you can, you know, what's really weird David about that was table. Just laughing at me. Yeah, I don't think they've used that table yet for anything. Like, no, it's just a I'm pretty, oh, I'm pretty sure. It. Well, it, no, no, I know. But what they do is they put the the reason why they build those tables is because they feature them in the books, right? Yes. So that's a that's that's the 40k book that's supposed to have Mechanicum in it. I'm pretty sure. Because I think, or no, maybe that's the Tau one. Actually, there's one with Tau and Mechanicum. But those books yeah. are interesting. Those tables are interesting because I don't think that those have been like in any of the books yet. But it gives you an idea of like what the future will be totally. for like Imperial Armor books. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it, it it's just uh, it's amazing. I I don't know what else to to really say than that. If anyone has the opportunity to go. And I need to go back because just going, like going the one time, I was just like, I need to come back here because I'm only here for a little bit. I don't have time. Like, I would love to play a game there, rent out one of the amazing boards because you you just phone them up and say, hey, I'm coming for a game at this time. And you can secure one of these tables. Um, oh, really? Like the one where, yeah, like the one that has a, a like a, a, a blown up warhound or not warhound warlord on it there's like there's uh this crazy cityscape one there's like a crazy kind of necromunda one there's all these amazing boards that you can play you know uh, we went into bugman's but both david and i were like still pretty hung over so we we didn't have a pint <laughs> um, but <laughs> You know, I would love to go and make, you know, at some point go there again and, and really make a weekend out of it, get a couple games there. Um, you know, even we can do it maybe in a far, in a in a future Bocce tea trip, we could we could maybe do that. But uh, try to go to the weekend or something like that. But I, I need to go back like it, it just wetted my palate for going back and doing it again. Um so finished, you know, checking out the the tables and checking out the amazing museum, and so I'm there. Gotta gotta make some Forge World purchases. So I made you a have whole to, bunch of. Per- I, I should. Yeah. I do what I'm. I'm so stupid because like I was worried about. God, oh, I gotta order Phoenix Terminators. I should have had you pick me up some. I know. I I I thought about that after I got on the, when I got on the train. I was just like shit (laughs) (laughs) but uh i might have to actually another order um because i need more mechanicum transfers so maybe we could just do that together yeah (laughs) but we can talk about that offline but um anyway so i'm there i've got to make some some purchases so i ended up getting a couple t-shirts um sadly Sadly, none of the t-shirts that I really wanted were there, specifically the amazing Iron Hands one where it's like... Yeah, that's a dope um, one. It's like the torso that's like ripped apart. It's like, you know, post-Istavon kind of thing. It's like hanging. They didn't have... Yeah. But I got a Mechanicum t-shirt and uh, something, another t-shirt to support my... um, my secret project. So I think I'm up to, I've got three Mechanicum t-shirts now. I've got one for Tegmata. I've got one that I ordered from, uh, from David at, uh, from taking a Furex for Cybernetica. And I've got one for order reductor. So I'm fully covered on my Mechanicum t-shirts now. 
and then bought a whole bunch of stuff for my secret project and spent like a good amount of coin. Um, I was also there to peer pressure brains into buying some stuff that he didn't really want to, but I was, he had, so this is what David ended up buying. He bought a whole bunch of stuff for uh, solar ox. He, he wants to make a solar ox list. What I was shocked by is they're pulling a whole bunch of that range. Did you guys know this? Yeah, it's kind of weird. They just they're put pulling, out that tank and then they pulled out like they pulled the crew. It's like so weird. They they're pulling the crew, the the tank crew that you, for pintle mounts. They're pulling that sweet character series surgeon that's got like that little. Oh, what? oh yeah, they're thing. pulling a lot of stuff. Yeah, they're pulling um, a whole bunch, a whole bunch of the um, Reaper um, weapon platforms and stuff like that. So David was just like, oh, I shouldn't buy this, but it's like, there they are. They're on last chance. So I think David ended up like, I, I didn't ask him what his bill was, but I'm pretty sure he walked out of there with more than I bought. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I definitely got some stuff, including, incl I'm just showing the boys here, one of these beautiful little horse heresy boxes. Is that what I think I it is? I wonder what's inside it. Is it what I think it is? No, it's not. It's not what you think it is. It's not Ferris, if that's what you're thinking it is. No. Another thing. Oh. I'm not. I'm saying I'm not going to spoil it thing. Is it what I think it is? Uh, yes, I think it is. Then I don't know what you're thinking, but <laughs> I will say yes. A certain so, person. A certain person? Yes, it is a person. Absolutely. Oh, shit. So uh, I... Uh, we basically grabbed our bag of goodies and then drove back to the metropolis that is uh, Peterborough. And uh, David put me on the train and thanked him for everything. He was a very good host. He did take care of me, Teo. Uh, so you can you can uh, rest assured. I, I talked to him a few times. Like, you take care of my boy. I know he he like what? came up to me and he came up to me and he's like, look at your man's tr making sure that you're all protected. <laughs> so yeah, he he was an amazing host. It was it was such an amazing weekend. Um, you know, I I just I just hope I can go back. You know, I I think if if we can ever figure out a way to go back there you know, go for a weekender or something like that, and then we make a trip out of it of going to see Brains and oh, God. going up to Warhammer Most World. Definitely. Yeah. I can yeah, I don't imagine all three of us go and record three games. It's like, oh, <laughs> all three of us are coming and bring a 3,000-point list. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, so, yeah, you know, basically got back to London, met up with my buddy. It was the Queen's birthday, so we we grabbed some beers and went and sat in high park and toasted the queen and uh then i eventually got back to stuttgart at around like midnight and was just absolutely bagged it was like complete i remember i talked to you then you're like uh, I, I was a i was a hot mess at work the next the oh next i think day. it was the next I was, day i talked to you yeah it didn't hit me on like on on sunday i wasn't too tired i think i was just too like focused on my hangover to really notice how tired I was, but I was just mentally spent on Monday. Like I just, you know, it, it takes a lot to record those things and a lot of brain power and a lot more than uh, you would, I felt power. like I, I <laughs> brains, yes, <laughs> it, it, 
it almost felt like I played like at least two or three games. You know, I probably could have doing nine to five. Um, but uh, yeah, it was an amazing experience. And um, I highly suggest if anyone's there and, you know, wants to go on that channel, give send David an email. You know, he's I, I know he, he try he's always looking for people. So uh, and if you aren't paying for the 30k channel you should be um you know i it's uh it's an amazing amazing place to you know not only see um, the best battle reports out there because nobody does it better nobody. shout out carly <laughs> are, we, are we gonna do this no we got to save it for the outro yeah uh, <laughs> you know not at least for me not only is it the best pot uh, battle reports out there it's also a resource that i use to see what other armies are out there, what other armies can do, because we don't have all the armies in in Heresy in our meta, so there's a lot of things We're getting I don't quite a know, bit, to be honest. We're getting close. We're getting, really we are. Close. We're getting close. Um, but also just, you know, every Legion can do things so differently, so you get different list ideas, oh, just getting different ideas for, for themes and for different board ideas, and you know, it's an amazing resource. So anyone that thinks that this fee for 30K channel is too much, I can tell you it's Screw not. Screw you, hippie. Okay? Yeah, it's not. It's worth every single penny. The amount of time and effort that David puts into that thing is well worth the money that he is charging per month. So go out there and support him. And uh, I only hope that YouTube boys get a chance to hit the UK and, and see the things that I've seen and, and do the pilgrimage to Mecca because uh, maybe one day you guys, one day one day John we'll, we'll get those short shorts on a plane <laughs> that's going to be a that's going to be a long flight for you we'll, we'll have to get you yeah. well inebriated for that one or give you yeah. a horse tranquilizer knock you out <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Japan, that's, Japan that's about it good, uh... There'll be good training for you, yeah. for sure. So how in love is is uh, Brains with the Butt GT now after meeting you? Oh, there's love for sure. Um, I got, I, I forgot to say, um, Brains also is now one of our sponsors for the, for the Bot GT Royal Flush. He hooked us up with uh, a set of specific 30K dice to give out oh, wow. as a, a prize and That's also a... A stack of oops, hit the mic there. A stack of 30k stickers, nice. 30k channel stickers. So Badass. maybe just a, I don't know if I actually have enough for everyone. No, I don't. I've got I've got a few. So we can give those out as a couple, maybe random prizes and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I hooked some of those up. I need to give at least one to each one of you guys. Oh, yeah, I definitely, yeah. I definitely got the idea the other day of like, of for a prize idea of just like printing off a picture of my thighs and then framing it. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to get I want to get heart shape heart shape frames and get pictures of Duncan to give out to the best painters. Oh God! <laughs> oh shit! That's a pretty good. Idea. Um, but uh, the the other thing is that. Uh, David's also going to be doing another run of t-shirts soon. And so I said, oh, you got you to gotta make sure you like text me or whatever when you're getting your new t-shirts because I want to get one. He was like, how about this? We'll just do a t-shirt exchange. Ooh. So when he gets them in, 
he's gonna mail us a t-shirt and we have to mail him a bocce t-shirt so. love it love it yes yeah. yeah do you just put thalax on sure. the backs of the shirt <laughs> i don't know yeah we'll have to give some serious thought of what we put on uh on the back there yeah you should it uh, just says our loving let, friend let me let me know when that happens though because actually i wouldn't mind uh maybe buy maybe throwing in and getting a getting a 30k yeah. channel sure well, I think, all of us I would, think yeah. we'll have, I think we'll have to do uh, like a an exchange package, like the the guys at um, Radio Free Esteban do, and we'll we'll put together a little uh, Canadian exchange for for David. Throw some maple syrup in there, maybe some, oh, you know, some nice some Marijuana, nice rye whiskey. Nail that shit. And, no, I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just he he shows up at the door, delivered by the police. Mister Braids, you're coming with us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's uh that's kind of it for my trip definitely made a friend with mr brains we've been chatting a lot and uh you know I, I hope that continues and it's always good just to make these connections to other people you know in the 30k community it's it's one of the reasons i love i love what we do so much is we get to you know talk to all these other people doing amazing things in the community these content providers Oh, yes, yeah. these beautiful fighters. So, with that, I think we're gonna we're gonna close out the meat of the section, and really t- today is a double patty special because we're gonna go on to talk about re- our re-recorded <laughs> update on the Bocce T. We're gonna run through all of our sponsors so far and give you guys a solid update. And so we will be back here in a minute. Whoop 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 whoop. And welcome back to the Royal Flush update. Update, update, update. Uh, So yes, we are here re-recording what we recorded about three weeks ago. But it's good, actually. In some ways, this is good. Because we have even more stuff to announce. So... The Royal Flush, the fi- sorry, what am I talking about? The 53rd annual Royal Flush event happening in beautiful Victoria, BC, September 8th and 9th at the Legion on Gorge Road is going to be an amazing event. We've got 32 spots available. Currently, we've got 21 players registered, which is amazing. Uh, with the three of us hooligans, brings us up to 24 people. So uh, we've still got some spots left. It'd be great so to, awesome. to sell this thing out. I know we're getting even more people. I think we've now got at least three people from Seattle coming up, which is amazing. Yeah. Big shout out yeah. to Richard. And if you Paul guys are in Seattle Greg. or if you're in Vancouver and you listen to this and you're like sort of on the fence, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to make a trip to Victoria, you should seriously just come because this is going to be well, an awesome we're gonna event. Change, we're going to change their mind right now. So what I really wanted, what I'm excited to announce right now is all of the sponsors that we have so far for the event. So currently we have, what, what do we have? We got one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine sponsors. So as I said in the last section, we've got the 30K channel who specializes in 
30k battle reports of course everyone knows 30k channel david's hooked us up with a a little prize of some dice and uh some stickers to give out so they are a sponsor we also have war games tournament now war games tournament is an mdf terrain provider they make some really really cool stuff um amazing stuff that you could use for making like um necromunda type um tables lots of multi-tier um uh what's what am i looking for <laughs> multi-tier bridges and um uh, refineries and they've got industrial these cool, like industrial stuff like they've got these cranes and really really cool stuff uh check out war games tournament they're going to be providing us some um well some terrain for potentially our citizen soldier uh prizes we also on top of that not only are they giving us prize support but when you buy your ticket to the bot gt you're going to get an email sent with a code for up to 20 percent off or not up to for 20 percent off for 20 of percent order off. from so um, basically, you get a code that you can make an order, get 20% off. That that code is only good till August 20th. So get out there, get your ticket, and we can send you uh, this code, and you can make, uh, make a little order for yourself. So awesome that they're helping us out, not only with one prize, but two prizes. We also have, I'm extremely stoked to announce that we've got Cromlech supporting us as well oh they're awesome um, they're i was looking them up the other day That's and i was looking exciting. at some of the uh like the human upgrade kits and it made yeah. me really want to make that right of war for ultramarines where you take like the militia yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah well, you know my uh dozer blade on my tank there that's a yeah, they're from, from like the one yeah. on the spartan right yeah yeah so Cromlech is, for those that don't know, is a company that makes mostly upgrade bits. They started really as um, making wicked orc bits and models, but they also have tons of Legion stuff. They have tons of shoulder pad upgrades, body upgrades, um, you know, weapon upgrades, things like that. So they're providing us with now, they've actually... Uh, approached us to make a totally new prize category. So now we're happy to announce that not only do we have Best Painted Trader and Best Painted Loyalist, but we are now going to have the overall Best best Painter prize, which is going to give an exclusive prize for Cromlech. So the way that I, I'm figuring we're going to do this is it's going to work like any other of our painting competitions where it's all player voted. So you're just going to go around and you're going to you get to vote for two people. The best overall, uh, you're just going to basically give two votes is what I'm, I'm thinking we do here. And then instead of just having the two, we see whoever is going to get the most points overall will win the overall prize. And then the best, you know, then we'll do the next amount of points for loyalists goes to loyalist. The next amount goes to trader. But no one, the overall one prize winner can't win the best trader or loyalist they just get the the grand pooba prize so super stoked you know gives us another overall category for a prize and and really stoked to have them on board um next we've got powerful david coman 
supporting us with uh, the taking of Firex and slash invested painting. So uh, the taking of Firex, if it's you Firex, listen to it? our story, Firex, thank you. I'm so bad. Um, <laughs> if you've listened to any of our shows, David's running these awesome events, um, making us feel like chumps in oh, the completely. amount of terrain that he's he's pumping out um so it, it, go and check out the facebook page did he uh, show you Fierich. the sheets he got for like the posters yes i know i was like you're sending me some of those he's like ah maybe i was like you're doing it <laughs> you're doing it <laughs> but not only that um david also runs a commission painting service called invested painting um so they are on board as one of our sponsors we also have Secret Weapon Miniatures on board. Um, if, for those that don't know, Secret Weapon Miniatures is one of the, the top resin base selling uh, manufacturers out there. They do beveled bases. They do um, straight edge bases. They, all of my 30K armies are on them. They, they also do some miniatures as well. They've got some terrain. They have tons of painting supplies, washes, and... Um, and weathering powders specifically. Um, and then they also have, well, they you can't buy them right now, but they also have terrain boards as well. But I think they're having some issues with uh, putting those out in manufacturing right now. But I know that they're coming back. Uh, so check out Secret Weapon Miniatures. They're helping us out. It's I, I'm so jacked to have them on because I've been buying bases from them for like five years. So it's yeah, they're cool a big to one. Talk, talk to them and have them on board. Uh, we also have our local game store, Everything Games. As always, they are—they've been, you know, supported every single one of our, well, th almost every single one of our uh, our events that we've ever done, except for the first one. Um, they've always helped us out with terrain, and um, you know, super glad to have them on board um, supporting us. We also have. Rain City Hobbies. This one I'm actually really excited about. Rain City Hobbies, we actually, I met them at Lanasy two years ago, and they're based out of Vancouver, and they're also a resin-based company. Um, so having someone local in the community, um, you know, doing, doing stuff for this hobby that we love so much is super cool. They mostly have been um, dealing with kind of more fantasy stuff at least two years ago when I talked to them, but more recently they've started to put out more sci-fi um, stuff. So we're going to have them on board. We also have um, Dragon Forge Miniatures. So they're also a resin-based company. Um, they also do objective markers and little bits and bobs. Like I've got some pewter... Um, piping and like cables and stuff like that for terrain um so super excited to have them on uh on board we i just made a, a colossal base order from them for my new secret project so jeff has a whole bunch of my shekels on <laughs> from not only this new secret project but uh, all of my eldar army for 40k is on them so really cool to have him on board he's he's a uh, a one-man show. Um, I hear a lot of people complain about Dragonforge that it takes so long, but it's just because you know he's the only one doing it, casting everything. Like I don't know if it's in his garage or a little factory, but um, you know there's only so much one man can do, and he makes amazing, very popular bases. So 
there's a reason that it takes so long to get them because you will not be disappointed. Quality over quantity. Uh, exactly. So I, I hope that I can get my order in time so that I can maybe bring the secret project out to the flush. That's my goal. So that um, and we have a couple other ones that we're working on right now, um, but we're not quite ready to announce those yet. But that's all the sponsors that we have so far. Super excited to have all them. You know, that's that's amazing. You know, for our first really big event outside of running an event either, you know, at Kippers or running an event at Lanasey, I'm I'm really stoked that we have this much hype going on for this event. And I think people are going to be very happy with the prize support that uh, that we have to offer at this event. So um, another right, thing folks. I wanted to another thing I wanted to talk about was give a little update on our citizen soldiers. So the citizen soldiers are going to be people that come to the event and bring their own table. Really helps us out a lot because, uh, you know, all of last year, my hobby progress was just making terrain, basically for kippers. Um, so it's 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 nice uh, to share this responsibility. You know, there's only so much storage space that the three of us have to without spending money and basically renting someplace out to store terrain. So we've asked. <laughs> That'd be so funny. We just have like a, a temperature controlled like storage. Dude, he, a lot of. People do it. A lot of people do it. I know a lot of podcasts that have that, that put on events because they have nowhere else to do it. And if I if I bring home another box of terrain, I think Ariel might kill me. So, <laughs> yeah, what happens so, when he gets um, on a mortalis table? Who's going to... You can walk up and say, sorry, honey. That, that will just be... We'll, we'll, I'll make room for that, table. <laughs> That's going to be a display piece. Yeah. This is now our dining room table, dear. Um, so basically, the the citizen soldiers. Um, currently, we've got six people so far signed up for this. We have about three more spots that people can sign up for. So the citizen soldiers are going to be open for another level of prizes, which are the citizen soldier awards. It's going to be similar to the way that we run painting awards, where um, Basically, every single person at the event gets to vote on their favorite table of the citizen soldiers and their runner-up, and we'll have a, a specific category for them. So, you know, there's only six people registered so far, so your chances of uh, winning a prize are pretty good, and those are going to be some some nice prizes, let me tell you. Um, so if you do want to enter into that, just shoot us uh, a PM on Facebook or send us a, a, an email at thebotgtpc at gmail.com and then we can sign you up for uh, bringing a table out because it really helps us. You know, we, we want to grow our, these events, but there's only, there's only so much space that we have. So we really appreciate I feel like our next event out. is actually probably going to have to get a bigger location. Well, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll if see. we sell it to this on... one, guys, we sell it to this one, guys. I would say two months beforehand, then the next event will get a bigger space. Yeah, but we could we could definitely get more people into the Legion than we're planning on it. But we're at the Legion. We're planning on you know having lots of room for everyone. Not like you know. Yeah, have you been to, been to that place, uh, 
Teo, it's actually pretty big. Like it's it does have a lot of space. We're definitely we're not gonna. Space. I've I've already talked to Anne, the 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 uh, the event organizer, yeah. and she says that we can come in on the weekend that I get home when we're doing our our little boys weekend for the the gaming it's... weekend. We can pop in there and check it out and do some planning. So, yeah, it's good, but we're going to have lots of space. Sadly, Teo, you won't be butt-to-butt with other men. I know that's something that you really enjoy. But uh, just singing Careless Whisper into the back of their ears. Yeah. <laughs> just blowing in their ear at, at very appro- like inappropriate times. Big roles are happening. Yeah. You can do it. So, you can do the it. Other... Yeah, you can do it. Roll them dice. Roll them. <laughs> You want me to blow on them just like I'm blowing in your ear? <laughs> Come on, baby. Let so the, me other blow thing I, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the Bocce Tea flea market. We've talked about this before, but basically the idea behind this is that everyone's got, you know, they've made it. All of us are impulsive gamers. We've gone out, bought a whole bunch of stuff that we actually, you know, just put in the closet. We haven't built we we haven't gone around to painting it. We now don't need it in our in our list that we're using. So this is a time to clean out your closet, bring down a whole bunch of your stuff, and we're gonna have a whole bunch of extra tables to set up where you can display these things that you want to sell. Put your name have little name tags of this area is Teo stuff, this area is John's, AJ's stuff like that. And uh, just throughout the weekend, people can come and find you, and you know you guys can talk about a price or whatever and the idea is hopefully you get rid of stuff but you know you might just buy a whole bunch of more stuff and bring it home and you actually come home with more stuff than you uh than you leave with so we're gonna have the flea market set up it will be going all weekend it's just gonna be an informal thing so you know you just find out oh you know this is teo's little spot i want to buy this you know Praetor or whatever that he's got lying around. It's going to be such then, random shit on my table. I'm going to tell you this right now. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, And the, I, and the I, cost I, will be one reluctant hand job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll just be... I don't do, it, I don't do anything reluctantly, John. <laughs> no, it's for you, name, though. Oh, okay. This is someone his else. His name tag will be... His name tag is just be like, Teo, meet me in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it, I, I, the, the whole idea behind that, I've heard other people, you know, do events and, and do something similar. But really, it was when you two were last at my house and I started pulling out boxes and you both were freaking out. being like, what do you got? Oh, man, you got all this stuff. Like, where did all this st- stuff come from? So, yeah, we're going to have that going. Uh, they'll run all weekend. Um, we've also talked about it before. We've got the Bot GT Social happening Saturday night, so that's September 8th at the Canoe Club. Just going to be uh, an informal gathering of gamers coming for drinks or dinner. They've got they've got food, they've got drinks, it's a brew pub. So uh, we just need people to RSVP before this because we need to make sure that we get a space big enough for all of us. So I think we've got, I don't know, at least like... like I think, it's, I think it's 13 or 14. A 10? 13? Well, yeah, whatever. It's it's going to be a fun little... I know Dino's coming, right? I saw Dino's yeah. name there. I got super excited. So meet meet the woman that has tamed John's thighs in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> well, from like... Well, she's got some muscular thick thighs herself, so that makes sense. They just thigh fight. 
We have tie fights. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, yeah, so it's gonna be good. Just like after you know, first day of gaming, go and unwind, have some beers, have uh, have something we get to eat, chat about life, love. And gaming and uh, and see Vancouverites get extremely drunk and probably go woo a lot. Yeah, and then uh, and then who knows where the I think we'll be there probably till about eleven and then who knows where where we will go from there. So uh, just sign from here. Sign up for that. It really helps us um, because, like we said, we need to make sure we get a space big enough. And I guess the last thing here is we wanted to talk about the Bot GT FAQ. So I'm going to kick this over to Mr. Short Shorts himself, John Westy West. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, just give me a second here. I actually have to open this up. I forgot. And while John's talking, I'm going to get my daughter yeah. a snack. Whoa. Okay. That's crazy. Can you bring me one back? I want a snack too. Oh, he took his headphones off. Now he's just dancing and showing us his naked, topless body. This is see, listeners. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then we we just got some cheek there. Listeners, so... if only you could see the, what we see when we record this. It's not nice. <laughs> Probably wait until Teo gets back to read out the FAQ stuff. No, no, no. You can okay. you can just. Okay, start. so yeah, um, I'm not sure if this is so. Have we agreed that this is final now? I sent you the. I sort yes. of sent you the. Okay, this is cool. final. So, so I don't know if you want to call this an errata or an FAQ. I've just kind of called it an FAQ because that seems to be the naming convention that uh, Forge World uses, uh, in when they don't release us FAQs ever. So, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, we, we you know we run a narrative. Uh, we run narrative events, um, and though we do enjoy competitiveness, we do. It's not like we expect you to bring uh, lame lists. Um, we have obviously noticed some pretty stark issues with uh, book eight. Um, book or, seven. Sorry, rather. Yeah, so I... You have book eight? Do you know something I know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be even more broken than book seven. No, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's just some some adjustments that uh, we've sort of made here. And uh, the first one is not really relevant to our event because there's no Primarchs at our event or special characters. But Yeah, I think that's, I think that's really... No special characters is something to iterate again. I'm, I, yeah, I have so, a feeling... And, and, and I, I wanna, yeah, I want to mention that. So it's, uh, our idea here is that this is a narrative event, and it's not like we're going to do this with every event, but uh, me and AJ have kind of wanted to do this for a while, where it's like, okay, if we're going to write a narrative for this event, we'd like to have uh, house characters so we're not having... Because, you know, like it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense that the war master himself is going to be on some backwater planet or whatever, fighting with another primarch that he never actually fought with in the heresy. So we kind of thought it would be cool to just be like, Hey, make your own Praetor bonus points. If you want to write fluff for him, come up with a name for him. Like actually, like even if you don't want to write fluff, actually figure out like, Hey, what would this primarch or sorry, what would this Praetor's uh, sort of backstory be his history? Um, Totally. And the, uh, the idea is kind of, I think the way we see it is, you know, we're we're going to be coming up with this narrative 
And at, throughout the weekend, we're going to make updates to the narrative of what's going on. And and the idea is that your character is kind of building along with this narrative. You know, you're driving a story through these battles of what your this character is doing. And we're going to have, you know, as we've had in our previous event, we've got a character progression table um, that goes along with it. So it's really trying to, to drive home the narrative side of, of this event. For sure. Um, but anyway, so in regards to this FAQ, uh, these are just some uh, alterations that have been made uh, with Book 8. This is, certainly doesn't fix all the issues. Uh, these A lot of these issues are just uh, issues that myself, I have sort of found with playing against Thousand Sons and Custodes and just how sort of out of whack they are uh, on a power level. Uh, like I said, they just do not fix all the issues. These are just basically some sort of hot-button units that I've uh, made some adjustments to in their points costs. The rules are mostly staying the same, but you will see momentarily that some of those have changed a little bit too for, I think, for uh, what makes sense. So uh, there's two alterations to the Thousand Suns. The first one is that Magnus the Red is uh, having his points cost increased from a level of 495 points up to 600 points um i have played against magnus i think twice and after shooting an entire army into him and charging him with uh, two squads of just Aaron and having him survive by losing a single wound and his segment sort of realized that okay i think he could be uh his power level is a little crazy compared to the other Primarchs, and I think uh, even our resident Thousand Suns player is sort of like has agreed like at 600 points is totally fair um, for what he is capable of. Uh, the second change is the Sekhmet Terminators are having their cost increased from 255 points up to 285 points base, and their individual uh, points cost is being changed from 35 points to 45 points. Um, I think if you look at Sekhmet Terminators and you compare them to their counterparts like uh, Just Aaron are a really good example because uh, they are actually the same base cost as Just Aaron, and, uh, but their additional points after that is less. Uh, they're five points less after that. I think if yeah, you compare psychers. them to that, and they're psychers, <laughs> and they have, can have a three-up and vulnerable save, it's a little ridiculous. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a little bit like, okay, so... I think that's fair. Uh, that might, in you know, that might change the whole unit's cost by like a hundred points or something when you put ten guys in there. I don't know something close to that. I did the math earlier, but I don't have it on me. Um, so, like I said, uh, our resident Thousand Suns player seems to agree that those that's fairly fair too. Uh, and now here's the biggest hot button button thing is the Legion Custodes. So I myself am a Custodes player, so I want to be clear about this. I'm not. Uh, I might have my own biases, but here's the thing, guys. I'm a Custodes player, and I will be uh, abiding by these rules in our regular games, like uh, not just our event games. I'm not bringing Custodes to the event, but when I play Custodes, I, I certainly will be abiding by these rules because I think uh, I just think that. Um, they're a little crazy right now, and I think this will go a long way to make them a more enjoyable army to play against and with, quite frankly. So uh, the yeah. first thing is uh, the Presidium Shield, which I think is probably the uh, biggest issue in the entire book. So uh, the, Pres yeah. <laughs> the Presidium Shield, uh, I've basically rewritten the rules for it. Uh, so the Presidium Shield rules are now as written. Uh, a Presidium Shield confers the bearer a 5-plus invulnerable save that if failed can be re-rolled. In addition, any model directing an attack onto a model with a Presidium Shield uh, hits on a minus one in close combat. All other attributes of the shield remain the same. 
So this is basically to get past your re-rollable three up stuff. Yeah. Um, I thought about this a lot. It was like, okay, uh, how do I want to approach this? And then I sort of thought, it was like, well, what about a re-rollable four up? And like when it came down to it, a re-rollable four up is still better than a three up save. Uh, so a three up and vulnerable rather. So yeah. I, I just didn't really want that to be the case. I don't think that you should ever have uh, a character that's that's Eternal Warrior and 300 points going toe-to-toe with Primarchs and just being, like, tougher because of a st- yeah. stupid shield. So, so uh, yeah, that's the first change. Uh, the second change is with the uh, Contemptor Achilles Dreadnought. So um, where it says an Achilles Dreadnought may be equipped with an Achilles Dreadnought Spear, a Dread Spear, uh, replace with... An Achilles dreadnought may be replace, sorry, may replace its dreadnought close combat weapons with an Achilles dread spear. Um, it still retains totally, its last totally storm bolters and options to swap them out. So yes, uh, and I think especially if you look at the uh, Gladius dreadnought, it's fairly obvious that those uh, those hands that the dreadnought comes with are not intended to just be power fists that are. Um, and I think it's a little ridiculous when you have a contemptor that not only has two wrist mounted uh, armor bane uh, strength. Five AP two instant death weapons, and a D three uh, shot las cannon, and a potential D weapon strike on the on the charge. That when you're charging it or it's charging someone, it has seven attack space. That's a little ridiculous for two hundred and twenty points or two hundred twenty five points or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So I think that's fair. Uh, the other issue, obviously, and I don't think anyone in our group has ever played it like this, because I think uh, if someone came to our one of our events and tried to uh, pull this, I would probably escort them out myself. But uh, impaling strike, uh, <laughs> replace with uh, re- replace the term for uh, sorry the uh, description for impaling strike on the uh, dread spear with on a turn where a model with an Achilles dread spear charges any individual hits with this weapon of a six, a result is destroyer hits. Meaning, if you roll the six to hit once. Not all your weapons are destroyer hits. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. So people were <laughs> trying to do that. Oh yeah, there's custode players out there. Yeah, not in our group. We have cool dudes, and we don't really have a ton of custodes players as is. But but yes, there are people out there who try that, and I just I just want to be clear that that's that's not okay. That's ridiculous. Um, it's another example of reading the rules as written and not as they're supposed to be played. So uh, the next thing is uh, Legion Custodes Tribune. So I think uh, most people would agree that the point increase of 25 points to make your Tribune fearless and Eternal Warrior and allow him to select his Warlord trait is a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. So, and, and I think even with the points increase from 25 points to 50 points, I still think it's a bargain, quite frankly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've, I've increased that because I think that... Uh, I think a Tribune without a re-rollable 3-up and vulnerable save, uh, but point caught, pointed out about maybe 300 points or whatever it's going to come to after all these these, uh, these these alterations or maybe a little over 300 points, I think that's fair. I think that's actually what these guys should cost, um, especially when you consider that you know, you're charging one, they have counterattack, and they're getting seven attacks with lightning strikes, which means that they're probably going to be hitting at least once with a six. You're getting eight attacks on, on average at initiative seven, that's a little crazy. So, like, I think it's fair to uh, maybe maybe bring them up in points a little bit because they're able to butcher entire marine squads by themselves. Um, the Legion Custodes Hateran Guard. I know these are another hot button issue. 
they are going to have their points uh, in, uh, points cost increased from 210 points base to 250 points base, and additional models are going, I believe it, I, I haven't written it down here, but I believe that they are 75 points base currently, and they're going up to 85 points base. Um, I think this is just a no-brainer when you compare a Terran Guard to other Custode units, and especially when you compare them to the Terminators. Yeah, or like a pra- like base- they're basically walking Praetors, right? They're better than Praetors, yeah. They, a lot of people don't understand the difference between Toughness 4 and Toughness 5. Um, the entire Heresy's rules are written on the concept of things being Toughness 4. The increase of Toughness 4 to Toughness 5 is such a massive boon. It is a huge change in something. So when you have a, care, a unit that is Toughness 5, as many wounds as a Praetor, uh, has a two-up save, a five-up invulnerable that's re-rollable, which means it's basically better than a four-up invulnerable, which is better than most Praetors. You're hitting it on a minus one in close combat. Um, and then on top of that, you have counter charge. So these guys having their three attack base or whatever is actually more like four attack base with Paragon Blades. That or Strength 10 Power Fists. Like, these guys are still going to be shit kickers. So don't worry about it. <laughs> They're still... <laughs> Uh, these are the Emperor's personal bodyguard, and they should be rare. They, you shouldn't be seeing uh, them everywhere. So shouldn't be seeing like 30 in a game. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Um, okay, and then the next one here is uh, the Legio, Legio Custodes Cro- Cronios Grav Carrier. So uh, I think, again, most people would agree that the points cost of 135 points is ridiculous for yeah. how difficult those things are to kill so i have changed it from 135 points base to 175 points base i think that's totally fair and i think it's still a bargain yeah uh, like 135 points that's as much as a tr- uh triar uh trieros for yeah and, and i think and this thing I think is way more beasty that's a thing like i think before that i think you could argue that the trieros was a little under for how good it is but compared oh, to yeah. the chronos like it's yeah. nothing like the front I'm, not saying that, I'm not saying that it's not undercosted for the Trieros, but yeah, just not only the <laughs> I mean, durability, not only the yeah. durability that the grab carrier has, but its output. It's you know, it's got a, a bunch of really good um like weapon outputs, right? So well, and it's also it's, able to jink, and so that yes. makes it more durable, but then it also and has machine strike. spirit. Machine spirit is the biggest thing. Yeah. It's like you can jink. With basically no penalty, with that big heavy blaze cannon on top, it gets a beast. Yeah. Um, so again, like I think that's pretty fair. Uh, my idea in this is like a lot of these changes. Really, if you have a balanced list, they're not they're not actually going to change that much about your custodes. Your custodes might go up a like a hundred or two hundred points. But like, if you're someone who is spamming the best units, beware because you're you're not gonna you're not gonna get as far with your points. Like you know, if you're someone who's got three of these grav carriers, as well. You just got 150 points increase, roughly. So, um, yeah, that's just how it is now for uh, our stuff. Um, the next one, yeah, 120 rather. Yeah. yeah so the next one here is uh, the Legio Custodes. I don't even know how to say this. Agamatis Jet Bike Squadron. So yeah. uh, I, I think these guys are one of the worst defenders in the entire book. They are so crazy powerful when you factor in that they have two wounds each and are toughness six, and they have uh, the weapons that they have are really potent. Uh, they have some weird issues with the way the war gear is written. But uh, I think uh, 
it's pretty fair to to say that they're a little bit undercosted for how capable they are. So um, I have increased their cost from 225 up to 275 base for these guys. Uh, they are so good. Um, I think they needed that. And then their individual cost is going from 75 to 90 points. Um, yeah. And then uh, the last two here, uh, the Legio Custodes Calidus Grav Tank. Uh, I personally have one of these. Um, every time I play it, I'm a little bit like, oh my god, this thing is ridiculous for how many points it is compared to a Sakaran. So uh, uh, the points increase from 195 will be going up to uh, 230 points. Uh, I think that's pretty fair. That's uh, a tank that can jink. It comes with machine spirit. Like all custode vehicles, it has a flare shield, which makes it extremely durable from the front. It also comes with uh, armored ceramite, if I remember correctly. Like this is just stuff that's like, Compare it to an Astartes tank, and you're just even at 230 points, it's a bargain. It's probably still a little undercosted at 230, actually. And then the last thing uh, on the list is the Legio Custodes Telemon Heavy Dreadnought. This is a very small change, but uh, I just know that a lot of people seem to like to take these uh, the Elastris uh, accelerator cannons now. Uh, they like to take two of them because they're just like ridiculously good. You know, it's it's 10 strength. Uh, I can't remember the stats off the top of my head. I think it's strength seven AP two shots that are rending with uh, heliothermic detonation or something like that on them. Like these things are nasty, and when you have two of them, they are just—it's a devastating. Like, like that's that's if you're looking at a Telamon, you're like, hey, I want to game it. Taking two of those is the way to play it. So, uh, mine personally has a storm cannon on it and a fist because I think it's cool. But uh, I just increased the uh, points of that accelerator cannon to be the same as the uh, storm cannon. So it's a 10-point increase if you have two of those. Um, it's very small, but it's just something. Um, I think I think, uh, I think tele- Telemons are really big in the meta right now. And I think if you play a Telemon as a regular Telemon, the way that mine's loaded out, they're not really that, they're not that scary. They're great, and they look great. They're good. They're the very two good, guns is but... way more potent than the one gun. For sure, exactly. And, you know, for me, I'm just like, okay, why is a Custode Dreadnought going to not have a Power Fist? Like, I kind of don't think they should be able to take two guns because it's, like, a little weird to me, but but it is how it is. So uh, for people who have two of those, uh, just know that it's a 10-point increase. So I'm really excited to actually see how this stuff plays, and I really hope that someone actually does play Custodes at our events so I can get some feedback. Um, this is I'll maybe I'll convince Nico uh, to play with these adjustments and see how it goes. Yeah, I'd love that. That'd be awesome because uh, he's got yeah. like everything for custodes. He even has the yeah. Orion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want. I, I want him I, to bring I, that down, man. Yeah. I, I just want him to yeah. use it as scenery, <laughs> 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 or he could use it himself. But is it um, painted? No, no, he's got to get it painted. But gotcha. he's he might be bringing his new project army, which is dirty as hell. What is that again? It's a secret, but it's oh, Iron Hands again. Oh yeah, it's yeah, Iron he told Hand, me that. yeah. It's Iron Hands utilizing the uh, the negative strength bonus. Nice. Oh, lots of troops. Sweet. Nope. Oh, all right. Secret project. More on that later. Yeah. So yeah, I think like I think we you know this is what we're gonna do for the for this event. Um, I, I want people to know that this hasn't we haven't just quickly. He knows he plays these units, um, but we're not saying that this is what it is, 
you know, in stone for all of our events. We're definitely open to Something feedback. We just so try. if people do, do have back, we'd hear it. Um, and, and I want to be clear, this like, is, these, these aren't the only broken units in 30K. Like, they're not. They just are the most, um, I think, uh, to, from my perspective, they're the most easily fixed in terms of just like, okay, you just increase their points. There are lots of things in 30K, like Mechanicum are a really good example. Like Mechanicum can be extremely broken, but the thing is is that a lot of people have learned how to combat Mechanicum. And on a base level, there are Mechanicum units that are less powerful. When, you, when you're looking at something like Custodes, there's not a single bad unit in the entire Custodes book. So it's like, yeah. So we're going to be using these adjustments and then on top of the uh, the Varangian Heresy FAQ as well. So it's going to be both of these documents in conjunction. I'm going to put all of these rules into a PDF and post it to the event page so people have access to it. Um, and so if anyone wants to review it, it will be accessible there. Um, but like we said, you know, we're always open for feedback and um, we just, you know, we've... We know through events like the last Heresy Weekender that Forgefold has admitted that you know they they agree that they're undercosted. So this is, you know, we've we talked about this for I don't know, John, what the last two three months about how are we are going to yeah. approach this. We talked about either just giving you know a, a whole percentage base adjustment on the entire list, um, but which is what I a lot of people are doing. And I personally, yeah. yeah, it's just I just think that's a mistake because you're penalizing people who aren't taking the broken units. Yeah, yeah. So this way, it's more adjusting what we see are the problem issues and problem units at least, and just giving them a points buff. And you know, I don't think any of it is too extreme. So, um, and and I'm not too really in the end. I'm not too worried about it because the people that you know have brought lists, you know, custodies lists before are you know, really haven't had, we haven't really had problems with them. Like you look at Sterling who brought his custodes list and he ended up winning best sportsman at Kippers, For sure. right? So yeah. um, this is more you can, you just... You can make a not, you can play custodes and not be a dick, essentially. Totally. Yeah, yeah that's totally. that's basically, and, and that kind of goes for anyone coming to our event is, is this is, you know, this is not an event to come and crush face and prove that you're you know the best player out there the best general like yes we have best trader and best loyalist but that it you know it, it we're really this isn't if you're coming here to to show people hey i'm the best 30k player this is probably not the the event for you to come to that's not what we're trying to do putting this event on it's about really it's about growing our community it's about meeting other people and attracting people to these kinds of events and just rolling dice and having a good time so well and we uh, like competitiveness right like i don't i don't want to like talk down that like hey like you can come here with the intention of like i want to have some good games i want to bring a solid list and i'm hoping to get some like competitive matches in but what we don't want is that to be the only only focus. But we we also just don't want net lists. We don't want spam lists. We don't want people who just have put like zero effort into the actual like uh, fun playability of their lists and have just brought like idea like the you know 
the old Sons of Horus list that has three quad mortars thrown in it into it for no apparent reason, even though the rest of the <laughs> list doesn't match it. Like we don't want stuff like that. It's just lame, yeah. you know. So, like for yeah. for me personally, I love you know talking to people and going up to them and whether I play them or not, whether if I do play them, I get crushed or not. I I love being like, okay, well, how did you? How, what's the story behind this? Like, how did you come up with this list? Like, why did you put it together? Like, Teo, with your white scars, like hearing the story behind the theme that you put that together. And this is kind of what we talked about in our last episode when we were talking about painting armies is really, for for me, the theme of, of people's lists and armies is really what attracts me to playing games with people. And, you know, that that generally overall is what we want to try to attract to this event and like john says you know it's it, this is what like we, it's not saying that we don't want people to be to have competitive lists it's like it's it's just not the, the soul crushing yeah if you bring a competitive list be open with it that you're bringing it tell your opponent and just don't be a dick while you're playing because like me and john are both good competitive players absolutely but like how many times have i won the best sportsman award Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And that's the thing. And it, it's just sort of is like, it's like when I build lists, it's like I definitely have cores to my list a lot of times that are powerful cores and they're balanced and they're they're like, like I John's know John's talking about his powerful really core again. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also always going to be a degree of like, hey, there are certain units here that might not be the best choice, but I I'm playing them because I like them or I'm playing them that's because like, I like um, the theme. Land to see when you brought your reavers. You don't particularly like your reavers stat wise, or but you like. I yeah. really want to play with them, so I'm gonna point play. point wise more than sure. anything. I think. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah, and then my Punisher, Sakaran Punisher tank. Exactly. Good. good. <laughs> yeah, and, and for the record, it's two times I believe, right, Teo, that you've won the best sportsman. It is. Yeah, um, but and this I think just going back to the competitive and what we're trying to put on with this event you know it also goes what this is one of the reasons why we're saying to people you can bring three different lists because then if you totally. you know if you run up to a person and you like let's say who are some of the more competitive guys in our meta like jeremy or like ashton you know you know if you're going up to them, you guys talk you're like, "Hey, I want to let's let's bring the pain. Let's let's do a more harder round this time." Then you can choose. Okay, I brought this list. This is a little bit more hard. But then if you get paired up and you're say going up against one of the newer guys or like maybe like me, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you can have a, a list that's a little bit more toned down, or you know, or maybe you bring a list that is specifically geared towards taking out armor, you know, and you have... Yeah, totally. Hey, Phil wants to bring his knights, right? Phil wants to bring his knights, and it's like... I love playing Phil's knights. Last time I played them with my Iron Warriors, he was just like, you ruffles not me. Oh, really? Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like a lot of of armies don't have answers for those things. And, like, if you do have answers, you can beat them. But it's like, yeah, if you bring bring lists and you're like, hey, like, I want an anti-armor. This is how I feel when playing a knight army. Can you kill five contemptors? Because that's what it is. Yeah. They're just a – they're actually easier to kill than a contemptor because you can't really hide them. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I don't know. You yeah, did, maybe. You just, you just need... You need <laughs> no, you I've, need, a yeah. knight is way easier to kill than a contemptor. A contemptor can get a cover save. A contemptor can literally hide from models. A knight's never really going to hide. A knight it's has double say, the hull points, and it's a super heavy, and has a better invulnerable. Well, not really, because if you have a if you have a contemptor in ruins, it's still a four plus from everything from every angle. Yeah, but a contemptor also has range twenty four weapons. It's just like yeah, I, I just don't know that I agree. But yeah, I, I, yeah, you're you're talking about like actually killing it, not the output of a knight compared yeah, to. Yeah, I'm talking a, about the pure, pure killing. contemptor. It's just yeah. like pure killing it. But anyway, we're not going to get into that right now. We're just talking about the flush. So we want Phil to bring his his knights. I can't wait till I get my knight so me and Phil are up can get our matching tracksuits and <laughs> rock into a place blaring some Puff Daddy. But, uh, yeah, so that's our little update. Like I said, we're going to have it posted. And, um, John, like I, I appreciate all the effort that you put into putting together all this stuff. We are working on the player pack which is going to be dropping i'm gonna say soon but it's gonna be sexy i've gotten all the blank templates for all of the heresy sheets so it's gonna be a very jazzed up nicer than just a word document uh player pack this time and uh that should be because eric did like the paid the blank page right yeah i'm doing it eric sent it of course eric is our mortal our one man mortal in the corner, always happy, helping oh, yeah. us with anything visual. Big shout out, mm-hmm. Iron Warriors, Eric. But yeah, that'll be dropping. I'm hoping to get that out before I leave Stuttgart, so in the next few weeks, but don't quote me on it. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be dropping soon. We are yep. currently, I think we are 130, what did I say before? 131 days? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So. Yeah, so get get your tickets. People that have signed up that haven't bought their tickets, buy your tickets. I'm looking at you, Jeremy. I know he's not going to listen to this. He did declare. Anyway. He did declare he's being a traitor. Oh, did he? I need to. I need to move him then. Yeah, I need to move him. So yeah, hundred and hundred and thirty-one days. I can't wait, guys. It's, it's going to be awesome. So quick, it's man. Gonna... You don't even realize how fast it's going to happen. Oh, I know. It's going to be here in no time. Oh. I can't wait to, to go and check the space out with you boys together. And I was going to give a little snippet on this as well. I, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll talk about it in the hobby chat, but this might be something you guys will be interested in. Okay. So it involves you, Mr. You Mr. Mean... It involves Mr. DiPietro. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So basically, we've already heard what it is. Uh, no, because... not quite. No, but in reality, with the editing, we've already heard oh, what yes. it is. Yes, our, yes, yes, yes. Our yes. listeners have. Yeah, so surprise! <laughs> Reverse surprise. <laughs> Reverse surprise. All right, cool, guys. Uh, do you guys have anything else, or can we go ahead and land this pig? Sign up, bitches. Sign up. Get your tickets. Mm-hmm. Get your tickets yeah, we just got two show. guys. Some two really solid guys from Seattle, too, so I'm excited. Nice. Got- Greg, yeah. uh, cranky old gamer McGee, and uh, his yeah. buddy Paul, cool. something and rather. Winner, I I don't know if it was if Paul was his partner, but Greg won best painted. At, I think I think uh, Paul was his partner at Adepticon. Yeah, he, he was. Okay, yeah. so they both won best painted at Adepticon for thirty k. Yeah. So, yeah, that's gonna be awesome. I can't yeah, wait bring to see in some of that noise, stuff. Bring in Defunk. 
I wonder if they'll bring that display if they uh, have. Well, and they're playing, and they're playing Xana. The- Dude, there's gonna be so much like uh, Xana um, Tagmata. Like they both oh, yeah, play he- that, and he that's what Greg is putting together, and I'm building mine too. So there's gonna be like a bunch oh. of like dark mechanicum. Yeah, I was actually talking to him. He is trying to bring that up to the flush, so he might not be bringing the world. Bear's display that he won at Adepticon. It might be Mechanicum. <laughs> Sexy. All right, cool. Yeah. We'll buy your tickets, and we will be back to land this pig. Okay. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And welcome to the end. The finale. El finito. The end. You say that like of this episode, not not the the final final. No, You're no, making it sound but so I'm dramatic. always sad when I have to leave you, AJ. Uh, I know, but soon we will be so much closer. We're sad. only gonna do this one more time, buddy. I know. One more time. You know, it's crazy. I was looking at our our downloads the other day, or like on our SoundCloud. We have done more podcasts apart. Well, I guess we've done almost every single podcast apart, but we've done more podcasts. Well, I've been here in Germany than we have in Canada together. Yeah, because I think the last one we did together was Ugh, I don't know. CK Studios. Oh, yeah, you might be right on that. Yeah, because Jody, the episode Jody 11. Jody was the next one when I wasn't there. Yeah, well, I and was so it's in been tw- 11 on, so 10. So we're, yeah. we're like even right now. Are we? Okay. Yeah, All so right. when this one comes out, we will, we will be higher then the uh, you will have done more while you were in Stuttgart. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's commitment, crazy. guys. That's commitment. It hasn't stopped us. I told you when I, when this happened, it wasn't going to stop. You were so worried. So many things have happened in this little, and we're still going strong, which I'm really proud of us for. Absolutely, it's we're almost uh, we're coming up to our. Well, I guess we're not too close to our year, but we're close enough. We've been doing this for what, ten months, something like that. Really? When did we start? Or was it July? Was it July that we started it? I think it was. Uh, well, yeah, actually, so can't we look at when the first one was uploaded? Eight months ago. Well, eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. Yeah, we're we're doing all right. What are we gonna do for a year? Oh, I totally forgot to talk about this in our hobby hobby segment. What's that? This this is a big thing for us. A big thing. We have hit it to the big time. We've made it, Teo. You know okay. how I know we've made it? How? Is we are now on the wheel of grindage for RFI. Really? And listen, yes. Listeners, if you don't know, well, you should know because you should be listening to Radio Free Esteban. But the wheel of grindage is a wheel that they have all the different podcasters on. And they spin that wheel every once in a while. And if someone's name comes up, then they send them... Like a package of, it's a culture, cultural, like, what do they call it? Cultural, like, package or something like that, where they send them a whole bunch of different stuff from Indiana and Texas and stuff like that to all the different podcasts over the world. And then once that name is called, then they replace it with a listener. So if you share their episode and it lands on the listener, you might, you might be the one to win it. So we have made it. We so made it. One- Maybe one day we'll win it, and then if we do win it, we're going to have to do a package back to them. Oh, That's most definitely. 100%. Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, I know we made it because now we are on the wheel of grindage, and that is a that is a an awesome benchmark for us, sir. We have so many new friends all around the world. I know it's kind of crazy, isn't it? It is super crazy. UK, Sweden, America, yeah, Australia. It's it's a wide world out there. A, a whole new world. A brand new place to call my own. Okay. So let's land right. this pig. Let's bring this pig. Let's rain it down. This pig blimp. All right. Pig blimp. So we want to close out the show. We want a, a huge thanks to Mr. David Brains. Such an amazing host this past weekend for me. Uh, go check out the 30K channel. If you haven't, you're crazy. Go and check out the best bat reps that are out there. Support them. Definitely worth all the, the money. All the monies that he's asking for, I love just sitting back and watching these uh, battle reports while I paint. We'll definitely share up the battle report I was on once it goes live. Uh, also, shout out to the Legion of Peterborough guys, all the guys that came out and had some drinks and dinner with me, and Neil coming around and going drinking to the wee hours of the night. Had such a great time. Uh, check us out on Facebook, uh, Boys of the Golden Throne. We also have an Instagram account at BotGT30K. Um, we've got CK Studios coming to Victoria in July. It is sold out, but you can contact them to get on the wait list. We have, of course, the BotGT 53rd Annual Royal Flush happening September 8th and 9th in beautiful Victoria, BC. Come and get your tickets. Sign up. It's going to be an amazing event. We also have Heresy Camp September 19th through 23rd in Rockport, Texas. I will definitely be there. And a couple of, at least our boy Ezra from our uh, our gaming group are going down. Me, We're, we're hoping for Teo. We're going to keep our fingers I'm crossed. I'm literally starting but... a GoFundMe right now. Yes, do it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Support Teo. We're going to post that up. If that's up, we're definitely putting it in the show notes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that is, that is it for me, sir. Um, you got anything else other than saying that you might have a GoFundMe when this goes live? <laughs> uh, no, just just the GoFundMe. Um, I really want to go. And due to life circumstances, expendable income isn't super available until I get out of some debt. So uh, help me help you by being part of the Heresy Camp experience. But now I'm questioning. I have all these categories. Would it be sports teams and clubs, men, medical <laughs> illness and healing, <laughs> dreams, hopes and wishes? There we go. Dreams, hopes and wishes. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Though it could be a club, the Support Teo Club, the, the Breezy Teo. Bunch, the Breezy Bunch. <laughs> all right. Well, if that's it for you, that is it for me, and I will say. Hugs and kisses out to our listeners. And uh, we will be back for one more show from Stuttgart and Victoria and or Nanaimo. And then the next show after that, listeners, we will be together again recording oh in Victoria together. I'm so excited. That's going to be so it's just awesome. Gonna, yeah. It's, it's just going to be like it will be our first like YouTube video of just us hugging for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Just no words, just big smiles. Just big smiles and hugs. <laughs> Six months have gone by pretty quick, man. Some days, yes. Some days, no. Yeah, but yeah. It's uh, I'm, I'm. It's awesome to have this, and you know, keep us, 
keep me going. It's great talking to you and keeps me uh, keeps me wanting to keep keep this thing going. It's and pretty awesome, awesome how well we have been able to stay connected. Yeah. And I, I just love that, you know, I can't wait to come back. You know, we've got new people joining our community. Uh, we got this new guy coming in, Dark Angels player. Like, our community's growing. You've been bringing new people into it. I can't wait to get home and have this event. And it's going to be great. So, hugs, hugs and kisses from hugs the girls. Hugs and kisses. Oh, yeah. Totally hugs and kisses from the little girls. And hugs and kisses from say, me. Say hi, Joey. She says no thank you. Sorry guys. Oh, all right. Well, maybe next time. <laughs> okay. Have a great guy right. time, guys. We'll, we'll be posting a GoFundMe on the <laughs> Voices Golden Throne page. <laughs> all right. Okay, bye. Hugs and kisses. Hugs and kisses. <laughs>